Get ready for two hours of hard-hitting football talk. Straight from their jocks about the jocks. It's Football on the Know with Jim and Joe. All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome once again to another episode of Football on the Know. I am Jim McFean. Alongside of me is Mr. Joe DeCapita. What's going on, Nodals? Welcome back for another edition. Ooh. And holy shit, <laughs> I got it. I just have to say, um, oh, listen, if boy. you're new to the show and you love football like you do, listen, this is the most interactive NFL talk show that you'll ever see. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and search us up on, on Facebook and YouTube. Football on the No Show. If you're going to YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Also hit the notification bell so you get uh, the update when we go live. Uh, and on Facebook, you know, just become a know-it-all. This is what it is. We're a football community here. We share knowledge. We answer questions. We help each other out when times are tough. This is what this is all about. Uh, but in, And also... You're, we're on oh, wherever you can fo- follow your podcast. So make sure all the podcasts out there, thank you. Make sure you, you hit hit a follow for us and, and follow us along our, our football journey here. Uh, but, man, yeah, all I have to say is holy Santa Claus shit. Because, yeah. wow, what a bunch of trades, a bunch of – listen, and the funny thing is, is, like, we've been saying this before free agency got here. We're like, listen – this is ramping up. This offseason is ramping up to be something that we've never seen before with trades and big-time signings and a lot of uh, players moving around to different teams. So, uh, wow, that's all I got to say is, is, like, there's been blockbuster trades that have happened that we never thought was going to happen, especially this year. And, yeah, there was rumors. You know, we, we were kind of like maybe – Maybe the fan in us was hoping that these things would happen. And sure enough, they are going through the roof. Signings, I mean, even even big names getting cut and moving on to different teams. I mean, it's been chaotic. It's been ridiculous. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. yeah I can't wait yeah. to see what's around the next corner because oh. it's not ended yet. There's a lot of big names out there in free agency that still haven't found homes yet. Uh, so, Stefan Gilmore, still looking. Uh, Bobby Wagner, who was cut from the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, so, there's a lot of names. Even Daryl Williams, the right tackle, who j- who got cut by the Bills. I'm surprised he's still out there looking for a home as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you know, what the, the, the news you're talking about is, is the stuff that went down this afternoon, and it happened all pretty quickly, too. It's it funny how the story came out about Tyreek Hill uh, and the Chiefs not being able to come to terms on a new deal. And they basically said, hey, you guys, you and your camp, go look for other trades and stuff. And instantly the uh, names of the Miami Dolphins and the, the Jets came out. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. we're both, you know, and I'm talking to some colleagues of, me, of mine earlier on the, uh, today. And we're like, wow, really the AFC East, <laughs> you know, and these guys are going at it. Like, well, they have money to spend. And yeah. the Dolphins have been making a lot of moves this year uh, in, in the free agency, picking up a, a bunch of different guys here and, and there to help better their team. And we've seen this team throughout the past years um, load up on trade picks and uh, p- uh, getting picks and things like that to try and do stuff in the draft. 
now they're hot and heavy in free agency this season. And this AFC, it is the Wild West out there. We've seen so many different quarterbacks of, of elite stature or somewhere around there go ch- find a new home. And, and now this happening here with Tyreek Hill, a, a star receiver here. The, 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 one of the main focuses of that, that Chiefs team and one of the reasons that they've gotten this far, uh, you know, uh, opposite side of Travis Kelsey, uh, now to the AFC East and a team to where it looks like now they're trying to go fully loaded in to challenge the bills for this division because that's what they really mainly have to do in this in this uh, to make the playoffs because you're looking at these other squads here especially the AFC West uh, the you're a fan of the Raiders Raiders really did some moves too to get uh, Devontae Big Adams time. on them uh, we, we've already heard about the Russell Wilson to the the Bar- Broncos so that division is getting fully loaded <laughs> and then the, the Chargers coming back another year here uh, too uh, with, with that squad and, and then now the Chiefs lose this. Now, what does that do for them in that picture? Now that the Chiefs don't look so sexy because they're number one now, it seems to be maybe well, besides Travis Kelsey's got to be their number one target, but he's not your wide receiver. So you're looking at, is it going to be uh, Hardman or is it going to be Juju or something? So they're going to have to do something in the draft, you would think. And hell, they've got a lot of picks here if you look at it, buddy, because the Miami Dolphins went all in and they basically said, uh, the Chiefs like, hey, listen, we're listening. Make me an offer we can't refuse. And the Chiefs or the, the Dolphins are like, here, hold my beer. Here well, we go. And they yeah. did. It was absolutely ridiculous. The amount of compensation that they got from the Dolphins was atrocious. I mean, honestly, I mean, Tyreek Hill is not the best receiver in the game today. It's Devontae Adams. And what did Devontae Adams go for? Just a first and a second round pick. Uh, so if you mean to tell me that you're willing to give up not – not just a first and a second, but also to go even further in a fourth round pick this year. And then on top of that, next year's draft, a fourth and a sixth. Holy shit, bro. You're going way out of range here. Uh, and to, to are you that desperate? I don't think so. You look at the Dolphins team now. And what now that they've acquired Tyreek Hill. They already had Jalen Waddell last year who, made, who had a, a sensational rookie season. And... You team him up with a healthy Devontae Parker and Preston Williams is coming back. And this team, which was once criticized of not having enough weapons. And you also don't forget Mike Kosicki, the tight end. Hello. Uh, huge weapon there, too. Tua has no more excuses now. And you also let's just let's just put a cherry on top of this as well. Let's go with also signing the left tackle Teron Armstead to shore up that left tackle position that's been sorely needed to help protect Tua. Now, you look at that offense and you're like, well, Tua, this is on you now. Like, we need to see the production that the reason why you were drafted, the reason why you were brought in to be that fu- the franchise quarterback for the Dolphins. Now, there's no more excuses. You got all the weapons in the world at your disposal. Now let's see you put it on the football field this season. And then for the Chiefs, uh, this is something that I feel like the Chiefs are going through a little bit of a change here. And and it's not just offensively, but defensively. Think about Tyron Matthew and how important he is on that back end of that defense, now a free agent. What's to say that, I mean, maybe he comes back? You know what I mean? If he he goes around and he he does his tour and doesn't find anybody willing to pay him a lot of money or something like that or the right fit, 
Maybe he does come back on the cheap a little bit. Uh, but as of right now, he's he's torn. He's looking. He's going to all different teams. He's talking. His agents talking with teams. The Steelers, I know, are interested in him. He's talking with them. Uh, apparently, the Raiders are also talking with them as well. So uh, let's wait and see when the dust settles on Tyron Matthew where he's going to end up. But the Chiefs, listen. He is such an important part of that defensive backfield that I don't think people I know Chiefs fans realize it, but the amount of of playmaking ability he added to that team and he would always get everybody in the right spots. Mm. Nobody was out of position with him mm-hmm. as the captain back there. And now you take him away. And I understand that the Chiefs, in order to replace him, they they brought in Justin Reed from the Houston Texans, mm-hmm. and they're hoping that he can do uh, uh, kind of the same thing. However, different player, you know, not as not as experienced as Tyron Matthew. So, and a guy that can't do everything that Matt, Tyron Matthew did as a chief, guy that could play corner, also safety. You know, what I mean, they mixed it up. So they're missing a big element in Tyron Matthew. And then offensively, when you take Tyreek Hill away, that was Patrick Mahomes' security blanket. That I understand. Travis Kels is his favorite target because it's real easy when the defense is all worried about Tyreek Hill deep and then he's only five to ten yards away from you standing there wide open. You just dump it off to him and let you know, Travis Kels go. So now the the spectrum, the the horizon of this offense is going to change, I think, in a big way because, yes, you're right, they do have Mia Harmon who's going to probably step into that number one role and hope that – of taking the top of off a of defense and maybe he can be that 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 uh, big time threat that they once had in Tyreek Hill. However, he's not the same. Tyreek Hill could literally go from zero to sixty in like mm-hmm, two steps. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what made him special. Yeah, uh, Nicole Hardman is fast, he's got speed, but he but, doesn't yeah. have that mm-hmm. twitch, that 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 acceleration that that Tyreek mm-hmm. Hill does. So mm-hmm. different player. Which means that this offense is going to change. Juju, now that they added him, he's more of a number two possession type receiver, not a guy that's going to you know go deep and, and beat people with his speed. He's going to beat you with his his route running. And then you have Kels, obviously. So Mahomes and company. I feel like Andy Reid is going to go through a little bit of a change here with this offense and the defense as well for this Chiefs team. So I feel like this team is going to be different than what we are. Uh, used to be used to seeing on the football field so let's see how it all transpires but there's definitely changes and good god there's a boatload of changes across the nfl yeah absolutely again we're that's one thing to look at with this team is this that what kind of uh, effect it's going to have after the fact but again they fully loaded in here with the picks from the uh, miami dolphins so i mean they they should be able to do a whole lot with that i want to give a shout out to uh uh, Terry Hiplo in the house. What's going on tonight, Terry? Terry? He says the Colts are favorites uh, for the Super Bowl. Really? Wow! Wow! That just came in pretty Man. quick, huh? Congratulations, you played. Yeah, like, I don't. Maybe they could. They uh, they, they, they got a shot I, to do I, well I, in that division. I would say. I would start yeah. with that. Let's do Let's, baby <laughs> steps here first. But uh, I, I, he, he's Colts yeah. fan. He's probably excited though. Yeah. He's got to be because super this, excited. This is what you know they've been dealing with. If you looked right. at the the memes or or the charts that you've been seeing. After this trade went down, mm. since Andrew Luck, you went through a different, a bunch of different quarterbacks trying like to find that answer like that. to to get there to get you because you get you you drafted a great offensive line. Mm. You had a nice uh, 
does a set of guys on defense too as well to get you it seemed like you were on your way the only thing you had to do was take care of the Tennessee Titans and basically you had a spot and despite everything they even had a chance this season and they couldn't do it and they couldn't get into that playoffs they had that one game playoff could not seal it seal the deal and now after one year Carson Wentz already gone and now enter Matt Ryan so uh, that's gonna that's gonna be different for them too. But you know, we talked about this last week. What was a good fit for them? I know uh, Mike Tackett was on with us. He had said stuff about um, you know uh, Marcus Mariota for them possibly or somebody. And uh, Donald Spence was also he joined the show with us and and he was just saying you just kind of need somebody that can just uh, run the ball for, for you know uh, for you or hand hand the ball to uh, Jonathan Taylor rather uh, just somebody to be able to do that and not make make mistakes. And, and Matt Ryan is more than that type of guy. He can get kill you with his arm, too. He's been a guy who's made it to many playoff games and then even to the Super Bowl here come just short of winning it uh, for the Atlanta Falcons, you know, in that famous 28-3 uh, situation here. But a veteran brings him in a lot better than what you had with Carson Wentz, uh, probably your best thing since Andrew Luck when, when he was there. Uh, so... They, I can tell why Colts fans are super excited. It's a great move for them. Mm-hmm. They got the running game. They've got the the offense here. And the only thing is, too, now load him up with some weapons. You have Michael Pittman Jr. there still, uh, but you do Tyree Kill hits free agency. He or uh, Tyree Kill, uh, Ty Hilton, he hits free agency. He's done, and uh, you just got to get some new blood in there. I think possibly too as an addition. You might see Julio Jones come to this team as a late entry. Just so, again, there's another guy that he trusts and he's comfortable with. Add on if they feel they need it or not. But, I, you, know, I, 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 you know, this team, they, this is it now. Now you've got to take care of the Tennessee Titans. I feel like with the, the remaining receivers that are available in free agency that they could go ahead and, yeah, they could bring in Julio. Uh, but... They need someone that's going to be there all the time. And, that, and that's mm-hmm. the issue for Julio to even find another team right now is one. He's not young anymore. You know, he's mid thirties. You know, I, I don't know what his exact age is, but I know he's mid thirties. Right. And on top of that, he isn't on the football field full time. He is. It's almost like inevitable. He is going to get injured at some point during the season and he's going to miss some time. He might not miss a lot, but he, he may as well. So, uh, that's always going through teams' minds as well when it when it comes to a guy like Julio Jones. And yeah, he would be a great addition for the Colts if he w- was uh, able to be healthy for the long haul. So uh, and yeah, you, you're right. He's got the you know you got the you got the the chemistry between Matt Ryan and Julio already, and and, and it would work out really well. Uh, the other thing that's kind of interesting with this trade is they only had to give up a third round pick for Matt Ryan. Uh, the Colts did, and he. This is going to be a team where he comes into, and they already have an established run running back. They already have the best offensive line Matt Ryan will have ever played behind. Uh, an offensive line that's one of the best that will protect him. That will obviously open up open up rushing lanes for, uh, you know, for the for the running back there in Jonathan Taylor and. It's only about, like you said, it's only about adding weapons at this point for this offense. The defense is is already is fairly young, is up and coming. They get a, uh, they also, I know that they traded, uh, you know, 
um, Rakia Sin for Yannick Ngakwe mm-hmm. because they were looking for a pass rusher, and the Raiders and the Colts kind of uh, you know found common ground in that. Um, the other thing too is uh, they're not far. The Colts are not far off from being a very competitive team and pushing the playoffs, possibly, possibly making making the Super Bowl. But let me tell you something there, Terry. This AFC conference is going to be the most competitive yet this upcoming season. I mean, you look at all these AFC teams, even pulling talent from the NFC and bringing them over to the AFC to bolster their rosters to the point where it's making it out to be probably the toughest season that we've yet to see, the most competitive season. So uh, it is raring up to be something special for sure. I don't think there's going to be any disappointment in terms of, you know, primetime games in the AFC or or anything like that because as much work and as much additions that teams are making to to better themselves, they're in win-now mode, it seems like. It seems like almost every team is just ready to win now, and they're pulling out all the stops. So, um, yeah, Paul Matty, he uh, comments right here. He says, what's up from Play Linda Beach, Florida? What's up, Paul? How you doing? Welcome to the show. Uh, he also says Julio Jones is going to be a buck. Um, I don't know if that's going to happen. And I'll tell you why, because they've already spent a lot of money. They they have a lot of money in Mike Evans. They also have a lot of money now in Chris Godwin. And they were against the cap. Listen, they only had $3 million in cap space before they made the signings of Ryan Jensen to a three-year deal. Chris Godwin, they made a three-year deal. You know, uh, Tom Brady came back. Tom Brady came back, <laughs> so his money didn't come off the books. Instead of of paying him fifteen, now it's going to be twenty million this year. Uh, so there are things that have ha- have transpired, and not to mention they've re-signed Leonard Fournette. You know, as of uh, yesterday or today, and then so I'm I'm just questioning like the NFL right now because if the Buccaneers can make all these kind of signings, and they're not like super dirt cheap signings, when they had three million in cap space. I, I'm just kind of wondering, like, how are they affording all these people? Mm-hmm. Did they ever get underneath the cap? And, and like, how are they constructing these contracts to stay under the cap? So um, with all these crazy additions that they've managed to resign and keep this team kind of intact, uh, I don't know if they even have enough cap room to, to bring in like a Julio Jones or to bring in like maybe a Jarvis Landry or, or someone like that that's still out there or an Odell Beckham. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not sure if I don't think that they're going to spend money in a position where they don't need it. Mm-hmm. You know, Julio Jones would be great. Yeah. Team him up with Mike Evans. It's exciting to talk about. Uh, but I just don't see – I don't think business-wise it would be a smart move. Right. Like you said, uh, dealing with what they have to do, whether cut some money somewhere or just take the penalties. Uh, but they can't start uh, hemorrhaging the money here and there. And that brings up to the question, of, like, what's going on with Gronkowski then too? Joe and I were talking about it off-air before we got started. I mean, he's still floating around there in free agency, so he's probably debating whether he wants to walk away from the game or not. And uh, – hasn't decided on even looking into other teams or we're not hearing a whole lot from his camp. And why hasn't he since, uh, you know, uh, Tom Brady's come back, you know, just said, Hey, you know, what, what the hell? I'll go back with the bucks again. So it could be partially some of the money they, you know, to try and spend them. I know he's probably going to take a minimum, but still adding more players onto where they have already 
kind of spent their limit here and over that uh that that's a big problem you know and some teams they, they they're they're over and they gotta uh deal with it uh paul maddie says gronk will be back will it be the bucks again who knows it makes more sense I don't know. it makes more sense there but uh, you know uh you know, a lot of things that make sense don't exactly happen all the time. Uh, we, we've seen that with the last couple of days here and what's transpired with a lot of the different trades and, and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like we're going back to Miami again. Now they've now the pressure. You talk about pressure on uh, Tua before. Now the pressure has got to be on this guy. Right. You know, because he's got to perform because if he doesn't. Because I mean, he's got the weapons around him now. At least he has Tyree Kill. You know, Mike Kosicki's back there. And look at the wide receiver room, Joe. If you look at that depth chart, they still have a lot of those wide receivers that they had last year all still there on the books, and um, including Preston Smith and, yeah. and others. And But even their, their running back room is deep now, too. They brought in uh, Raheem Mostert, and they also have uh, Gaskins there. And um, there's one other guy they grabbed in there. I can't remember off the top of my head right now, but a fully loaded team. So basically, Tua, there's been debate on whether he should be there or not. You got the Deshaun Watson story. They're, they're going to trade for him. Uh, he's got to put up or shut up this time and stay healthy because if he doesn't, you got Teddy Bridgewater on the other side there too behind you now. So they bring in him, him to be insurance. the solid uh, backup here. Yeah, Like you said, to be that insurance so that you better step up and you better make the moves and you better get this team somewhere because they're going all in on you, son, right now. And you got to stay healthy and get it done. But the insurance, not only to get a nice starter in there, I think Teddy Bridgewater still, he showed a little bit what he could do uh, last year with the Broncos that if you give him these weapons too as well, like a Tyree kill, he can probably get you far into the playoffs as well. So, I mean, depending on, on, on what really they can do in this division is how far they can go, really. It's almost like the, the way, like I said, with the Colts. Uh, Colts have to really challenge those Tennessee Titans because there's so many other teams that are just stacked right now. You have to take that division because the wild card race is going to be nutty. Absolutely. I mean, that's the thing. We Yeah, we already kind of touched on all those receivers and everything. Um, and it is. It's Tua's time to shine. I mean, we, we've kind of we've said this now a couple times. But uh, Paul Banny agrees right there. He says Tua's last year to prove he's the it's man. It's it. It's his time. If he doesn't improve, he has to show improvement because if he shows improvement, that means they're headed in the right direction and they they will continue to utilize Tua. But this is this is where if he doesn't show improvement and the offense still kind of spits and sputters and struggles a little bit and Tua struggles, then I think this is this might be the last year where you, where you can kind of make a decision and be like, you know what? It didn't work out. Let's kind of, you know, collect ourselves. Let, let Maybe we can move on from Tua. Maybe we can trade him to someone else uh, and then and try to uh, either acquire a quarterback or wait for next year's draft. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You want to talk about spitting and sputtering, too. If he spits and sputters and can't do it, maybe it's because he needs raise energy, Joe. And he needs to go to – Tua needs to go, and all you guys, too, as well. Go to repsports.com and hit promo code Raise them up. That's our promo code. You go in there, you get – uh, I think 10, 15% off or your free shipping. I, I know you get a discount over there. You save yourself like five, off. five dollars. Uh, so it's, it's worth it. They have great flavors. Joe, Joe and I drink them all the time. Uh, they're sugar free and, and there's no added you know, colorings and all that stuff. It, it, it's great. There's no crash. Gives you the energy you need. Raise energy. We love those guys. Well, unlike any other energy drink though, they, they got amino acids, they got vitamins in there, you know, they, and, and, it's it's one of the very few, if not the only energy drink that I've had where I didn't feel 
laggy after it after the effects wore off or you know because it's it, great it hydrates too it's, as it's well great, it's not just straight energy it's a great pre-workout like to get you ramped up and ready for your workout or to get ready for the day or anything like that when you need some energy raise energy is the way to go so make sure you enter that promo code raise them up yeah absolutely absolutely uh the other big story again it, it's now overshadowed a little bit by some of the news that's happened uh the last uh you know today and then the matt ryan story here but uh We've got Deshaun Watson finds a new home after all the stuff and, and with the with the, um, the the court case and, and, and things like that. He still has the civil cases he needs to deal with, uh, the each individual case. But now he is a Cleveland Brown, and there's a lot of stuff going on in Cleveland, especially now that uh, Baker Mayfield, again, after all this is going on, and, and this is the funny thing uh, about this. Teams feel it's it's kind of like that 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 significant other that boyfriend or girlfriend that feels that they're that they can always do better. They're that much better than you that they can openly look for other options in front of you and you not and act like you don't see this happening. And they continually just go around and do this and and you're like, wow, dude, I can't believe you're even doing this and stuff like that to me. You know, blah, blah, blah. And then when all of a sudden it kind of falls through. They're like, oh, well, hey, but I still love you, though. And you're kind of like, no, dude, I'm not taking this anymore. And that's what's happened with Baker Mayfield. It was open out there that the Cleveland Browns were going in for Deshaun Watson and things like that. And then when it seemed like, you know, we heard that they were out of the talks and it was between the Falcons and and um, or the Saints or something like that. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Cleveland powers back and boom, there the trade happened. Now you've got Deshaun Watson. And Baker Mayfield, he's like, I'm demanding a trade. I don't want here now. You went and got this guy openly in front of me. Now you replace me. I want out. I want to go be able to start somewhere. And the Browns say, No, no, I don't think so. So, what the hell? You know, it's kind of you're kind of like, What? You won't let me go now. You just wanted me to leave, and now you're telling me no, but you want me to stay still. Like, what the hell is going on there, with Cleveland? But you know what? They get their guy, and um. They also get you know a junk sixth round pick along with it, and, and all they gave up was, was it was a first a 2022 first a fourth 2023 a third and a 24th. Uh, they changed it today. It went through. It changed they, that fourth in the 2024 was a sixth, and now it's moved to a fourth round pick. Uh, so that's changed with the deal right there so far. But they go and get their guy there, and now Cleveland Browns fans are excited. They think they're going all the way for the Super Bowl now. Joe, what do you think about this trade? Well, I think a lot, a lot of that whole kind of residual bad feeling, like we, you tried to move on from me, but now you're coming back to me type of thing. That's anybody that was in for Deshaun Watson had to deal with that, except for the Saints, because the Saints didn't have a quarterback. You know what I mean? Winston was still out there in free agency, so there was no hard feelings. But guys like Matt Ryan, where they were trying to get Deshaun Watson, you know what I mean? And uh, Baker Mayfield, now that he they acquired him, uh, Baker Mayfield feels a certain way, and rightfully so. I mean, listen, he thought he was going to be the starting quarterback coming into the season, and then to hear rumors start to circle around, and you're like, this can't be true. There's no way. I'm, I'm still the guy, right? No, no. That's just that that's done now, Baker. Uh, so and this goes to show you as well, just like with a lot of the frustrations that the Browns uh, fans have had with Baker Mayfield at times. He's listen, he's shown flashes of, of being good and then he kind of destroys it and ends up losing you the game. So um, the Cleveland Browns organization in their front office, they're fed up. 
They're done. They, they, they've they've seen enough from him, and they, and they know now that Baker's not the guy. They need to go find the right guy. So they were – listen, they were lucky enough that Watson was available. I mean, let's just say that. Like, I understand if you go back a year when Watson kind of made his, his statement, like, I don't want to play for Houston anymore. I want out. I want to be traded. Then the whole court thing happened, which I'm sorry, Jim, but did you think it was a little fishy that that happened because – what what was interesting is the timing of all this is Watson demands he might he wants to be traded he does not want to be there and then right after that that declaration about a week or so after all of a sudden now there's allegations against him so um don't know if if it's made up or not i mean the 22 uh alleged women that that said they were you know taken advantage of in some way by Deshaun that's thrown out the window. Criminal courts threw threw it right out the window. Said, "Nope, there's there's no evidence saying this. There's you don't have enough to go off of, and they're done with it. So they're moving on now. There's still civil cases. There's a couple, I think, civil suits uh, that he still has to go through, but those are civil cases. So he's already proven his innocence in my eyes, and now it's time to move on. And um, the Browns go out and they acquire Deshaun Watson. And let, let, let's just say this. Remember when we were talking about the teams that were interested in the Panthers and the Browns and the Falcons, you know, and the Saints? We kind of predicted them to go to Cleveland. We thought mm-hmm. that, that's, that this was the best team for him to move into, and he can win with this team. Team's got a, a good defense already, got a solid offensive line, and you got two hell of a running backs behind you. Now it's just build outside. Mm-hmm. It's it's adds some more talent, and this is the perfect draft to do it. There is a ton, and I mean every shape, size, speed, you know anything, any kind of flavor you want in a wide receiver, it's available in this draft. So they could really, really kind of make a big difference here uh, for Deshaun Watson and and this team could really kind of what we thought last year, like, wow, they're tripping over their feet and not going to get nowhere. Now that they add Deshaun Watson, this lifts the whole organization and they could very quickly turn around this off season and be ready to kind of maybe take over this division once again. Mm-hmm. And you bring about the, the court case. I thought I was not surprised that it was all of a sudden just is dropped uh, because it, they, again, deem lack of evidence, you know, which, which could, could have, and, uh, you know, and it drops the criminal case. That's what you see a lot of times in these uh, sort of issues. Now it brings up the civil. Eh, they'd rather take those on, you know, because it's just civil court. They can settle, do whatever they got to do. And now you're hearing some of the stories, and none of them are really conflicting. It's a little, uh, they're all pretty similar. And and these women don't even know each other, you know. They're some, of, you no. know, they're, they're you know, so it's all separate, different things. And after all, saying similar things and like graphic, I've heard graphic things that have happened or allegedly happened, if you want to say that. Um, so there, there, you, that's one thing you still have to look about with this, that he could face, um, just not just losing game time, game checks. Uh, and this, uh, the, 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 uh, offer that he got here, his contract is actually set up that way to help him in that his first year. I think he only makes like a million dollars. They have it set up. It's very low so that if he loses game checks, it's not a whole lot. He's actually not losing a whole lot of money here uh, that way. So that it's not killing them for paying him that way. He's not getting fined that much in this. They sense also here. they also protected themselves in that mm-hmm. in that deal because if he does happen to get into trouble again, 
they can get out of this contract. Mm-hmm. They can move on from them. So um, it's it's a deal that works both ways for 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 the the player and and the team. Right, right. I mean, and and that's the thing too. What what will happen with this team now too? And that's why I think they decided to hang on to Baker Mayfield as well. What if he does get some of that suspension time? What better way to fill him in than a guy that's already there already knows the offense? Unfortunately, for you, though, you thought he wasn't good enough to even be there anymore, but that's what it is. They're being selfish about the situation. Just in case, more insurance. If you don't have Deshaun Watson because of some kind of suspension, you have Baker Mayfield there still, and he's upset about everything. So that we're waiting to see what happens with that and how that falls out. But that is the, the, the Cleveland Browns covering themselves and, and, and doing that to, to make sure that that's what they have. And they can still move forward uh, despite know. him being gone. I don't but know. But you would have thought they would have, if you did think that, cause they let case Keenum go though too. And he goes to the Buffalo bills to back up Josh Allen. Well, they traded why him. Could, why could, yeah. Why couldn't you just keep him around though? I mean, that would have been nice there, too. And then maybe tr- Here's you know, the thing. trade him to you know, Baker to somebody else. Then. Is Case Keenum was only getting paid $6 million to be the backup quarterback for the Browns, right? Mm-hmm. Case Keenum, I- I'm sorry, we're just going to say Case Keenum is a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield is making $18 million this year. Why on God's earth would you trade away a guy who's making $6 million as a backup who's better than Baker away and try to keep Baker as your backup and pay him $18 million. Because here's what? the deal. is This is what's going to end up happening. Because I'm not sure people remember how crazy Baker can get. He does not want to play for this organization. He does not want to be a backup to Deshaun Watson, who they just acquired. So he's going to push the issue. And I feel like for a team that may be interested, maybe Seattle, because they still don't have a quarterback, You know, they could also go the Jimmy G route if they want to trade for a quarterback there too. Uh, but here's what has to happen in order to move on from Baker is they got to redo his contract. They got to restructure it in a way to where now it's only an eight or nine million uh, cap hit. And if they can do that, then that's going to make him more, you know, interesting to teams that maybe want to bring him in, even, even if it is as a, as a backup or uh, to bring him in for quarterback competition, maybe try to win the job elsewhere. Like, look at the Panthers right now. The Panthers were interested in Deshaun Watson. They wanted Deshaun Watson. So they they clearly think that, you know, Sam Darnold is good enough, but now he's coming from injury, and they're not really sure how he's going to play going forward. Uh, maybe we bring in some extra competition. What if the Panthers were to, to maybe get a trade done and, and bring over Baker Mayfield to have a real quarterback, uh, you know, contest, the sweepstakes there? Who can win the starting job? And then also draft one on top of it to really make it interesting. So a lot of things can happen, and I think that there's no way. I, I can't. I just can't fathom it. There's no way that Baker is going to sit there and just be okay with being the backup. He's going to want out of Cleveland. Cleveland is going to have to eventually come to terms with it and just say, listen, we screwed up. Why did we trade away Case Keenum? Case Keenum would have been fine. He would have been fine just sitting there as a backup behind Deshaun Watson but you traded the wrong guy away you should have traded Baker instead you traded Case so uh, this organization right now they are better off with Watson no doubt about it but I feel like they made a critical mistake in not trying to get rid of Baker Mm -hmm. Uh, we got Jim Radley's in the house with us tonight watching with us on YouTube 
Awesome, What's going man? on, Jim? Pleasure having you uh, with us tonight. Welcome man. to the show, brother. He's probably excited. He he's a, a Denver Broncos fan. He has Is Russell he? Wilson over there now, so uh, he's probably super excited for that. Good you for know, you. you know. Get uh, ready to get sacked. Yeah, <laughs> he's used to getting hit all the time and getting <laughs> uh, knocked to the ground. Uh, but. Uh, but, yeah, that's where they kind of messed up on this. And the problem is with this, too, is now you're not going to get it. If you tried to trade Baker Mayfield before, you could have maybe got some value for it. Now, you know, he's I mean, upset. He doesn't want to be there. I mean, it would have been, already tried to move been on low. from him. But I think there's already been an offer in for Baker Mayfield, and it was like hot garbage. I forget what it was, but it was like literally nothing. Yeah, like, Nobody not gonna, wants to give you anything. So no, then you're looking no at yourself. Value. They don't want to force themselves to release him. Because that's what usually happens when you can't get the trades going out there. Nobody wants to buy in on this. And is they don't want to be there. It's too big of a cap hit. And go they away can't release him. And that's the problem. So you're going to have him on the sidelines. And I, let me tell you, this goes through like this and plays out throughout the season. You're going to see the cameras on the sidelines a lot more on the game uh, than they normally would have been, I think, for the Cleveland Browns. And watching Baker Mayfield on the sidelines, see how he, he reacts and, and sitting there with the, the clipboard and, yeah, I don't you know, see it. and, and I don't stuff see like it. that. So I think it would be hilarious. Uh, but. Yeah, so that's some of the big news that's happened now, the bigger trades throughout the, the, the uh, offseason right now. Jim, seeing you're there with us, we are one of the, one of the most interactive uh, talk shows here on Facebook and YouTube and in the internet alone. Tell us about your guys' teams, free agency, the moves that you've made. Let us know. Uh, shout out out there. You know, uh, Rep your team. Uh, we know a bunch of you guys already who you like. Uh, Paul Maddie's out there. He likes the Bucks. You know, he also supports, I think, the Jacksonville Jaguars down there in Florida. Uh, but Jim Radley is a Bar Broncos fan. Uh, Terry was already there uh, talking about his Colts. He's super hyped. Uh, Jim, what do you think about the Broncos and the expectations with them? Uh, even though you you got rid of Noah Fant and, and uh, some other uh, compensation as well to get Russell Wilson, do you still think you have enough to to get? to challenge this this division that's going to be tough, especially with the additions that Joe's Raiders here. We didn't get to talk about that yet. We're going to talk about that pretty soon with Devontae Adams here. Now they're going in a whole a lot with this these guys. They go to talk to uh, Derek Carr, too, about restructuring his contract, too, to make sure everything's good moving forward. And, man, that, that AFC West is pretty exciting to watch uh, moving forward. I tell you, one of the most competitive divisions there's going to be this year. It's the uh, Wild West. It baby. is. You can call it the Wild West all it day. It is packed now, and it's funny because you look at that. You look at all four of those teams, and what did they do? They all built the rosters to combat each other. I mean, look at when you got duo pass rushers. The Chargers they trade for Khalil Mack, bring him in to team him up with Joey Bosa. You know, the the Raiders they end up signing Chandler freaking Jones uh, to go team him up with Max Crosby. Uh, and then you look at the, the, the Broncos with Bradley Chubb and, um, I forgot who they added for the other side there. Uh, was it Randy Gregory? I think it was Randy, yeah, Randy Gregory. Gregory. Yep. Uh, so, you know, you got two pass rushers there. So it seems like everybody's gearing up wherever there was a weakness now is a strength and wow. I mean, the games are going to be epic. That's for sure. Uh, you got a lot of changes. You got Russell Wilson coming into the division for the Broncos and, um, a lot is going to be a lot is going to be um, unpredictable. We'll say uh, that's what's going to happen. There's going to be a lot of unpredictability throughout this season for a lot of teams because there are so many changes. And then you talk about coaching changes. You know that's also something that's got to be kind of brought up because the Dolphins went through a coaching change and a GM change, and now it's like 
Mike McDaniels is the head coach down there, a young offensive uh, coordinator from the 49ers. So let's see what he can do with Tua. And he says he can win with him. I mean, he said that he could. Mm-hmm. He wanted to keep Tua. He wanted him to be his quarterback. So um, let's see what he can do with him. Now there's no excuse on lack of weapons. There's no excuse on, you know, not a better offensive line being upgraded because they got to run Armstead now and along with those youthful pieces up front. So – there's a lot to like it with the Dolphins if you're a fan of them because um, things are looking up. Let's just see if, he, again, new offense that Tua's got to learn. So let's see how fast he can get through that, get through the playbook. And just like anybody else, you know, but wow, there's a lot of big time, a lot of big time trades, a lot of, uh, free, uh, all, you know, signings that we didn't expect players going to different teams. Just like you mentioned, Rob Gronkowski is still out there. Mm-hmm. I We thought for sure, as soon as Brady came back, the very next day or two, he was going to sign back. But he's still out there. So very interesting things that are still happening, too, with in terms of free agents that are still available. All right, we got Cody Raptor in the house with us tonight. What's going he's on, Cody? He's going to know it all. Welcome uh, to the show, bro. I think it's Steven Scholar is in the house with us tonight, too, as well. I think that's how it's pronounced. If I'm, if I'm messing it up, I'm sorry. Uh, Panthers have signed a lot of low-key good free agents so mm-hmm. far, he says. Yeah, if you're looking at a few here, he's got you know, Xavier well, you Woods resi- out there, Austin Corbett, uh, Brandon uh, Zilstra, and uh, Dante Foreman right there, too. And you think back. about the re-signing of Dante Jackson, who mm-hmm. I was kind of surprised that he was even a free agent. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're, they're, it's a good deal that they got him back. Right. And that defense. And they're trying to retool, too, in this division to where I think they feel they can still be competitive if uh, everybody stays healthy, too. That's a lot of the problems that they had last year, yes. including their quarterback situation yep. uh, with, with with health. And even when he came back, yeah, I think he came back a little yeah. bit too early. And, and, and that's when they had problems, too, as well. Wasn't able to, to uh, connect like he was a previous season when, when, when he was uh, reunited. Um, uh, but... Uh, I, like I said, this division, though, is, is having issues, though. And I think that's why partially Tom Brady might have even started to come back, though, because he's looking at the Atlanta Falcons and, you know, like, yeah, you know, they really have much. And who knows what could go on? Uh, these guys were looking at the Deshaun Watson trade, too, as well. And then you got the Saints, who basically just went back and settled on Jameis Winston last minute. So he's like, well, yeah. at his chops. He's like, hell, honey. Hey, do you mind if I go back one more season? I mean, it's right there. You know, come on. I can do this. I, but oh, that's I, what, I'm going to take the division easy. But, yeah. Uh, and then basically you just got to ride the playoffs out. But that's what, what you, that's what you saw happening. As soon as the Sean Watson trade went through, everybody was scrambling to get their quarterbacks, either their old quarterbacks or bringing a new quarterback. The Falcons brought in Marcus Mariota. The Saints re-signed Jameis Winston. You know what I mean? That, that's just the domino effect that took place. And you got one pissed off Baker Mayfield in Cleveland. So, mm-hmm. uh but yeah, I mean, and it doesn't stop there. You know, he also said Bradley Bosman, yeah, from, from the center from the Ravens, mm-hmm. really good center. It's a great addition for you guys to to have him as your captain of the offensive line. He said Miles from Miles Jack, uh, from Jacksonville. Did he sign with the Panthers? Signed with the Panthers. I thought he was signed with like. Uh, he went with the uh, the Steelers, didn't he? Yeah, the Steelers. Yeah, the Steelers. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's I think where he went it was. The Steelers. Yeah, he, uh, he's teamed up with Deion Bush. But he's a good linebacker, like he says. Really that's good. absolutely true. Uh, and uh, Paul Matty, he's back. He must have uh, got kicked back, off Paul. or something. We, Welcome back. Yep. Yeah, we missed you already, Paul. That's right. It's a pleasure having you with us. And we I, missed you last week. It, it would have been awesome having you on there. We're talking with uh, uh, Mike Tackett was on with us, too, one of our favorite know-it-alls, one of the OG origi- uh, original know-it-alls. Yeah, and, and the other thing, too, is like you see some of these. You, you t- Steve talks about the 
you know, the sleeper type signings that these are good players that come in and they're going to actually enhance your, your, your team. Uh, here's a, a sleeper trade. Uh, the, the Rams moved on from Robert Woods and the Titans acquired him for only a sixth round pick. Uh, basically nothing. And you got yourself a veteran wide receiver that can come in and help out a guy like Ryan Tannehill and AJ Brown. So, uh, Kudos to them on that trade. That that was a really good trade. It's only a six rounder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm looking something distracted. Up, distracted. Paul Matty here. He's got a question. Why don't you see what he's got? Do you think Urban Meyer knows who any of these guys are? No, he de- absolutely does not. He's actually he actually has said that he had no idea who Aaron Donald was. How do you not know who Aaron Donald was? Mm-hmm. He's only the best defensive player in the league. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, I never heard of him. What what position does he play? I, I'm not really I'm not really familiar. Yeah, okay, Urban. That's why you're fired. Get out. Mm-hmm. Just get out. That should have been the interview process for Urban Meyer. Mm-hmm. But like, hey, can you name more than two NFL studs? No. All right, get out. <laughs> well, yeah, I knew that wasn't gonna work out the first when they first got him here. Um, I don't know. Uh, sorry, I was looking up that, that Carolina <laughs> thing, but. Um, Maybe he's talking about C.J. Henderson. I'm not sure. Uh, all right, Steven, he's he says uh, corner, da- Damian though. Wilson is his name. There you go, Damian Wilson. There you go. Um, yeah, I mean, oh, so the corner. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's why I got all screwed up. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, a lot of different things, and there's different guys, too, that can fall into place now as well because now you see what, what happened with Deshaun Watson. He's over there with the, with the Browns. Yes, they have Amari Cooper now there, too. Uh, they, they tagged uh, David Njoku. They have uh, Peoples-Jones, Diamond Peoples-Jones on the other side, though, too, but everybody's looking at maybe another weapon. Do they do it in the, in the, um, in the, in the draft? Yes. Some people have even <laughs> talked about this is funny because they're like, well, maybe Odell would be interested in coming back down to Cleveland now that, you know, they got a different quarterback. So maybe bring Odell Beckham Jr. on the other side of the uh, funny Amari thing is, Cooper. The funny thing is, now that you mention that, Odell mm-hmm. did come out and said that he would be open to You'd returning to Cleveland. You'd be open to, to it now, right? <laughs> you want to know why? Because it's a really good it's quarterback. it's a really good quarterback. Exactly. He's going to be chasing it, right? Uh, Urban was an embarrassment to the Jags. Yeah, he was. I, w- I would say embarrassment to Him, everything. Everything. Himself, everybody. Everybody. You know what I mean? <laughs> right? I mean, he, uh, yeah. he should have never he came to the NFL. No time, Ohio State and things like that. That's why he, he was gone, you know, and that's why he was open for these, these, these gigs. And it just it looked worse. <laughs> it was terrible. You know what I mean? Oh, my goodness. But uh, it's funny because apparently, you know, Tim Tebow did well in his offense in college, but you get, you know, Trevor Lawrence, and he looks terrible in, in that offense somehow. What the hell did you do? You know what I'm saying? You know, but now Jacksonville, I'll tell you, Bad they're making offense. moves. They're making moves. They're trying to get some guys there, too. We'll see what happens. Like Mike Tackett said, though, 6-11 and 11, never looked so gorgeous or whatever he said last week or something <laughs> yeah, like that. Right? So sexy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, he had the great one-liners last week. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, you're seeing things like that fall into place. Uh, we looked at Miami and said, wow, look at all the wide receivers that they had. I talked to Cody Raptor about this. He said, uh, again, look at the weapons they have at wide receiver. The running backs, too, as well. Let's look at where they're maybe lacking. Maybe just linebacker a little bit. And then do you get a guy in that type of defense, uh, Javion Clowney on the Chief? Does he join in? And that way you're not spending a whole lot either. Put him in on that defense, too. He can help out, help get some more pass rush for them. You know, at least get some pressure. Not exactly, you know, do, divvy up in sacks, but little pieces like that to make it work. You see, and they gave up so much draft, you know, equity to, to, to do it, to pull off this trade. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, too, is it's – that's going to be a tough sell 
is Jadavian Clowney to any team because, yeah, he can create pressure, but he doesn't really have a lot of production. Uh, for being the number one overall draft pick, um, he's really not showing up. He hasn't shown up all his whole entire career, and I don't think he's going to start now. Uh, listen, don't get me wrong. I think he's really good against the run. I think he's good at creating pressure, but that's about it. So uh, unless you want to add him as, you know, even a rotational piece, uh, you know, to, to rush, uh, that's the other thing, too, is he, he fits a certain niche. I don't see him as a 4-3 end. He can play it, but I don't see him as – I see him more uh, – definitely a better player when he's standing up and rushing off the edge in a 3-4 stance. Uh, so, I mean – it's going to take a, a, a certain team to sign him. And you know what? We haven't heard anything about him no, having having negotiations, mm-hmm. even talking to teams, even taking visits. So mm-hmm. I don't see him signing anytime soon. And he will sign somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's just going to – it's got to be the right fit. And um, it's probably going to be a little bit – you know, a few days later. It could even possibly be after the draft. Right. When, when teams have, have you know – Filled in some spots th- through the draft, and they're like, "Hey, you know what? We That's can, let's what revisit with that. him be with, with the Cleveland Browns." So again, if things fall into place too with them, maybe even they decide last minute, like, "Well, he knows, you know, the defense right now would we'll just bring him back quick, whatever." And, and the Browns have also uh, also expressed interest in re-signing Jarvis Landry. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think Landry would want to come back now? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Right? Yeah. Oh man, uh, Steven, he's got a question here. He says, uh, "Who's going to be the best QB from this draft?" Oh, Jesus. There's way too much that has to go on. I mean, we even haven't hit any uh, any the, the tip of the iceberg yet with all these quarterbacks. They still are being evaluated. We're still looking at them. We're still looking at game tape on them. So I'll give you a decision later, Steve, when we do our draft special. Right. And I'll give you our, our top. For quarterbacks, did we do top five or top ten? I think top five. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's so, what we did for quarterbacks. There, yeah, yeah because there's pretty, not a whole lot. Well, yeah, and we do a lot of that in becoming upcoming into the draft. Uh, pretty soon we're gonna be doing our 2019 three-year look. You know, at review. the draft, a review, and that because that's the, everybody knows that's a golden golden rule here. Three After years. the draft, did you see three years later to really kind of get an idea, a gauge of what you really had here, what they are? Like like uh, Stevens trying to say, wh- who's the best one? Uh, we have opinions of what we think. You know, mm-hmm. I like certain things about certain guys. Like, oh, hell, you, Malik, you saw his arm the other day in his, his pro day. Great arm. Amazing, right? But needs a um, lot of development, but, and he's got fantastic you right, know, mobility. Right, it isn't until you see their playing time, and they get a few years. That's why we do our three-year here. So look for that in the upcoming weeks here. We're going to do that special. That's a whole lot of fun where we go through the first round, all their picks, and we give a, a grade on how they really did, how, how well they did, they pass or fail. Uh, so it's going to be a lot of fun uh, looking into that. And our draft special like you said too uh we look at uh, the quarterbacks different other key spots uh we'll talk to some guests too as well and we've we're getting a live show put together too amongst godzilla media two members we are a member of godzilla media in case you guys did not know uh we're gonna be live in location somewhere around here in the upstate new york albany area we'll keep you guys posted about that too uh probably even on draft night so if you guys are looking for someplace to go and you're able to go somewhere now because COVID is kind of finally a little finally. bit. You guys are looking to go out somewhere and watch the draft amongst other 
people and peers and have some beers and stuff like come that. Come on and have some fun. Come, we're going to let you know where we're going to be and come check us out and have some fun and we'll we'll shake hands and meet you guys face to face and stuff. It's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, Paul Maddie says, tough question, Stephen. Yeah, exactly. It's um, a tough question, but we will get to that. You know, as we get closer to the draft, we're going to have our draft special and we'll be talking about the different positions mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and who we feel is, you know, our rank, we'll have our own ranking system. I mean, there, we don't always get it right for sure. Uh, oh, yeah, we, yeah. Listen, I've bombed. I've completely bombed on someone that I thought mm-hmm. was going to be great or thought that was going to develop into being someone great. And, and they just they, they, they they're bust. So mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. happens. And that's why they say the draft is a crapshoot, because it literally is. It is. Uh, Paul Banks, the draft night uh, show special. Uh, cool. I'll be there. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. You can't be there like in person, but yeah, you definitely <laughs> join in on the show uh, with us. And by the way, uh, talk about being in person with you guys. We are streaming on uh, Facebook and YouTube and uh, Godzilla Media's YouTube as well. Uh, but if you don't, you know, get on the social media stuff and watch the, the videos, we are also on podcast. So if you miss our live show, you can always listen to us on Spotify and Google uh, Plays, I think, or something, the Google uh, Podcasts. Things like that, too. All the podcast places you can listen to them, we're on there. So just search Football on the No Show. We'll pop up or Godzilla Media. We'll see us there. Mm -hmm. And pop us in into your headphones and listen to us on the go, man. That's where we started with this whole show. That's why we are Football on the No, because we are on the go as well. You can't just sit there and watch us through the live shows. Take us with you wherever you want to go and become a know-it-all. The only thing you can't do is you can't see our beautiful faces. So no, that's the one bad thing. We were meant for TV, Joe. Yeah, we really that's were. It. We really were. I can't help it. But uh, uh, Paul Maddie says you can find Mr. on OnlyFans.com. All right. Okay. Interesting. I don't know who Mr. <laughs> is, but what does that mean? What is that? Am I, if I'm looking for my Mr. Right on OnlyFans, what is that? Paul, is that your OnlyFans you're trying to promote? Yeah, are you, yeah maybe on, he Paul. is. Maybe he thinks we should get an OnlyFans together. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but Joe, uh, let's tell everybody about we, we got the uh, sponsorship reel going on over here. Why don't you tell everybody about our friends here at Johnstone Supply, who's been a big supporting member of our show, Johnstone Supply. He says, me, you can find me on OnlyFans. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think I want to, but thank you, Paul. Oh, I appreciate it. Having technical <laughs> difficulties over here. Oh, you are? Yep. Oh, well, our friends at Johnstone Supply, you know, they're in Troy, New York. Uh, and let me tell you, it's it's springtime, right? And, and nothing's better than spring. It's getting warmer. And now you don't have to think about heating your house anymore in Johnstone Supply. You can talk about shutting that furnace down and getting your AC unit going. You know what I mean? Time to, to cool it down. Think about the, the weather and, and, you know, you're going to be in the pool and all that stuff and, and, and the sunshine. Johnstone Supply and Troy, they've got the latest and greatest things in Milwaukee tools as well. They got the lowest price in Milwaukee tools. I know if you guys out there doing your, your, your projects and things out there too as well. Forget Home Depot and all the other crap and stuff like that. So if you go on, check your AC2 units and things like, like that, get that going for your house, cool your, your, your house, and you can get great tools at a great price, go down to Johnstone Supply in Troy. I don't remember their phone number right now. Joe, 518-272-5922. Say it again, Joe. That's 518-272-5922. There you go. Or Johnstonesupply.com, I think. 
All right. Excellent. <laughs> Sorry. I, I don't usually do that read, so I tried my best. Um, but, yeah, what other guys, what other um, uh, things you guys thinking about there? We'll get the free agency list out there. Who's available? Who do you, where do you think the ball's going to drop next? We talked about Tyron Matthew now is, is talking to some different teams. Um, Bobby Wagner now, too, as well. Seems like he's closer to a deal, possibly. But no, we'll he's not closer to a deal. He's what, going what to visit with that. the Rams. Um but who knows that those are those have been one of those teams that again one they don't care about the salary cap as well but they'll go and grab one of those veterans that's still serviceable and the veterans want to go there to try and chase a ring one last time too as well we saw what well, they did with Von Miller there they don't have the track record that the Patriots used to have or or have a Tom Brady in Tampa Bay uh, so just, I, I think because they won once I don't think they're all going to be flocking to the Rams I think it's interesting mm-hmm. it's definitely a spot that if you're a veteran that you say hey. They still have Stafford. They they gave him an extension. They locked him in. They have the a nucleus of, of really good talent. Mm-hmm. They could make another run to the Super Bowl, and they're in the NFC, mm-hmm. where it, it's a little bit easier of a path to get there. So, um, Brand- they get to play the Seahawks too so, twice a twice yeah. a year. So, so Bobby uh, so Bobby Wagner is taking a visit out there. Yeah, there's mutual interest there. Let's just see if they can come to terms on a contract because that was an issue for Von Miller. Von Miller, they weren't going to be able that. to they. They weren't going to be able to pay him the kind of money that he was probably looking for, and that's why you saw the the, the blockbuster signing of, of Von Miller to the Buffalo Bills, uh, because that's where the money was. Uh, so he ends up going to Buffalo, and then for Bobby Wagner, I'm not a hundred percent sure what he like. Obviously, he wants to make another run and win another chip, uh, but I don't know what kind of money he's looking for. And and the Rams aren't one of those teams that have deep pockets it right now. And they're still trying to work on Aaron Donald to bring him back. Uh, so how much does that affect their, uh, you know, their ability to sign other players? So Bobby Wagner's taking a visit nonetheless. Let's see what happens with that. Maybe they sign him tomorrow. And maybe he also just walks out of the facility and goes to the next visit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Paul Matty says, any USFL thoughts for next month? No, you, I don't. You know, something any. is I, I saw on Twitter, uh, the USFL kind of like, you know, posting, you know, the, the rules like the, the rule book and stuff like that. Once in a while, they were posting a different rule or whatever. And it seems like they're kind of um, they got like a, a mixture of like NFL rules and college rules kind of put together in, in, a, in a sense. Uh, so it'll make the game a little bit more interesting because it's going to be not the same. It's going to be a little bit different. Uh, was it them or was it the XFL that partnered with the NFL and said they're going to be doing changing different that's rules? That's the XFL. And like the XFL done that? I was going to say because it was something that's like that. That's the Rock in the, the Rock. XFL. That's what I thought. It was the Rock because it makes more sense because he was there at the Super Bowl and, and you know, they've got a relationship now. To be honest Everybody with you, Paul, uh, USFL, is, I don't know. I don't know much about the USFL just yet. I uh, haven't had an opportunity to really kind of dive into into that league. I know there's yep. I know there's other podcasters and um and and other YouTubers out there that are going to kind of exclusively cover USFL. Right. And uh it's just not in our repertoire. Right. I, I don't like, want to our guy, Mike, Mike Tackett's the guy on that, too. He follows that stuff, too. So whatever information we do get, it's probably going to be from him. And uh, he's going to drop is it right too, here on the like, show. Yeah, I mean, it's new to me. I'm one of those people, too. I'm, I'm like focusing on the outside i'll take a gander as it as it starts um a lot of those uh you know leagues new leagues have kind of folded 
folded up and stuff like that. So I don't put too much into them either. I I see the stories that might happen. Like we saw mm-hmm. PJ Walker was lighting it up. Oh blah, you know, maybe get an NFL job. And now look at he's not he's not in the NFL and stuff like that and stuff too. So some of those guys are gonna fall back into something like this. We saw a few of our uh, arena league type of players, stuff like that, and our, our buddy Jeremiah Spicer too, go in for this draft to be part of the USFL too as well. So it's storylines for those type of guys too to try and get to another deeper echelon here, a different type of professional football league. Uh, so those are the stories I really like about that, and I'm interested to see how it is from the outside looking in. Um, I don't really follow a whole lot with it, but I'm excited to see it. Interested to see what what happens, how it transpires, some of the new rules, whether I like them or not, with or whether we should move it into the NFL or not. Yeah, that's something interesting too as well. There's a lot of different uh, storylines here uh, with, with those different leagues uh, to watch. I didn't really follow Arena League a lot, especially because we lost our Arena League team a long time ago with the Albany. Uh, uh, what were they, the the Firebirds, Firebirds right? No, already Firebirds, and then they had the Conquest for a little bit, and again that you know that league fizzled out. Uh, but since the Empires come back in, and we were able to go to some games last week or last year in the playoffs too, yeah, I was super excited, and now I'm more into it and stuff. So I mean, I think I just, I for me, I need to kind of ease into it a little bit. Um, Steven, he says, uh, do you guys think Jimmy G gets traded, uh, giving the keys to Trey? Uh, Yes, that's I still do. out there too, and that's the thing too. That that's like kind of quieted down. That talk about the J- Jimmy G, you know, still to be traded, you know, whatever. Where is he going to go? That's kind of simmered down a little bit too. But it makes sense. But where does he go again? Because you're here to talks about Seattle. Baker Mayfield. <laughs> well, I know, but you're talking about Seattle with Baker Mayfield. Is he going to go there? If not, what's going on with that? So then you got to look at Jimmy G. Then so Jimmy G, go there, but. Is Seattle looking at it as, well, this is our bridge guy right now, and then we're going to find our guy down the road? Or or is Pete Carroll and these guys going to be able to make something work with Jimmy G and, and really, uh, I don't know, just put a, a, a decent team together here? You won't know that until you get him in the building, until he learns your offense, until he actually performs for you. So um, it's hard to kind of project and say, oh, yeah, he's going to be really good with Seattle. Paul or says he used to gonna, coach arena football. be terrible. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Hell, yeah, Where, Whereabouts did you coach arena football? But yeah, yeah, he's like, it's grass basketball, but it's turf, <laughs> it's isn't it? <laughs> it's not even grass, though, right? Uh, uh, it's cool, though. But, I tell you, being on those fields, it's awesome. But I think with Jimmy G, I think it's an interesting thing is now that you've seen the kind of like the quarterback market dry up because now teams have kind of moved on. They, they handpicked whoever was available after the Watson trade went down. Then you saw all those holes getting filled. Winston went back to the Saints. Marcus Marcus Mariota goes to the Falcons. You know what I mean? That type of deal. And now Seattle is still sitting there. What are they waiting for? Because you know you need a quarterback. Listen, their backup from last year, Geno Smith, he's still a free agent. Mm -hmm. So maybe they go on the cheap and bring Geno Smith back because he already knows the offense. And he could be the stopgap type of guy. I know it's, Mm -hmm. it's kind of laughable because he's not that good, but... He knows the offense already, so maybe bring him back in someone else. Uh, do they want to even do a trade and, and give up some, dra- some draft right. picks? Now, Jimmy G's not going to cost you hardly anything. Either is Baker Mayfield if they mm-hmm. redo his contract to make it more cap-friendly. Uh, the same thing could, could be done with Jimmy G as well. So to make them more appealing, they could restructure their deals if they start talking to these teams and saying, hey, you're, in- you're interested in Jimmy G? Okay, well, this is what we're going to do. Um, we're only going to ask for a fifth-round pick for, from you, and in turn, we're going to restructure his deal to make it a lower cap number. Good with that? Okay, cool. Let's make it happen, and then send the paperwork to the NFL. 
that could still happen for Seattle. They could decide to trade for one of these guys, whether it be a Baker Mayfield or Jimmy G. But that's really it. Unless they want to dive into the free agency cesspool and, and try to grab maybe a Geno Smith or an Andy Dalton or uh players say, to be named well, later. Well, they, the three in the free agency top 100 now that are left from that, you got, like you said, Andy Dalton, you've got Cam Newton, and Newton Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's right there still. So do you do something like that and if, Andy Dalton like that instead of trying to make a trade? Is Andy Dalton maybe – if you're looking for bridge quarterback, he's shown that he can handle your team if that's what his job is just going to do. It's not like he was absolutely – uh, horrible, I think, mm-hmm. for for the for the Bears, and it was yeah, at that time with the with Dallas Cowboys, it wasn't completely bad either. The thing that I could, I this is the this is the problem though too. The reason why Russell Wilson wanted out, right? He wasn't being, they, he didn't see them improving the offensive line and improving everything around him to make his make it a, cha- a championship caliber team. So, mm-hmm. and that's what he wants to do: win another Super Bowl. That's the goal. Mm-hmm. It should always be, and that's why he wanted out and he got out. Now, whoever you bring in, they better have some kind of wheels on them mm-hmm. because Russell Wilson could run a 4-3-40, fast, mobile quarterback, and he was still getting hit. So you bring in anybody else like a Jimmy G or a Baker Mayfield, you don't want these guys to run around all day and get hammered. Mm-hmm. So hopefully Seattle has a, you know a plan in place to – improve this offensive line whether that be going into the draft and and drafting more offensive linemen or there's still talent out there right now that they could sign in free agency to help you know alleviate that those those issues but we got to see action and so Mm -hmm. far we haven't seen much action listen they've only signed i want to say like even four or five free agents Mm -hmm. and a couple of them are their own like they just re-signed quit or they signed Quentin Jefferson back at D tackle, mm-hmm. which is going to help. You know, they got Rashad Penny back. Um, you know what I mean? But yeah, now but they're and, saying you know DK Metcalf. That's going to be a crucial thing they have to do is settle the his other, contract. And the other big now there's another hole though at left tackle because mm-hmm. Dwayne Brown is now a free agent, yeah, and he's 36 agent. years mm-hmm. old. So mm-hmm. do you plan on bringing him back, like to, to even a, as a stopgap guy? So they are going through a lot right now, and it and. Quite honestly, it's a rebuild. That's mm-hmm. really what it is. Mm-hmm. They don't. They once they decided to trade Russell Wilson away. That's it. They hit the rebuild button. We're gonna. We're just gonna flush everything down the toilet. We're gonna start over. We're gonna. We're gonna try to bring in whatever players we can, and then draft. And maybe they like a certain guy, like like a, a, a Willis. Mm-hmm. You know, a guy that's mm-hmm. mobile or whatever. Can they get him? That's the other thing. Yeah. Like, are they gonna be able to to draft him? Uh, or is it a team ahead of them that might take them? So there is a lot that's going on with Seattle. I don't think they have an answer really. Yet. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they don't. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because you would think if they had a game plan in place that they, you would start to see some other moves than just right. a D tackle or a running back mm-hmm. or something like that. So right. I, I just I don't know what their mindset is. And this kind of also uh, this is where you can kind of read between the lines here on Pete Carroll being the head coach. Russell Wilson and him kind of had a little bit of friction. At least that's what was reported. And then the, he ends up getting traded away. Bobby Wagner, they move on from him because of salary cap yeah, reasons. Yeah, yeah. But maybe Bobby is thrilled that he got cut because the writing's on the wall right now. And then DK Metcalf, 
he's a young in his prime type of player mm-hmm. and the Seattle Seahawks want to re-sign him but does DK even want to stay there now there's no quarterback why would you want to re-sign yeah, now why do so, I want to yeah, you know what out here Pete Brian Schneider trade me if I'm DK Metcalf I am requesting a trade right now because clearly I don't want to rebuild this franchise with you guys I want out I want to go to a, a team that's going to be competitive or at least try to push for that Super Bowl so I want out but yeah this the Seattle organization they're in a lot they got a lot of decisions to make and and let's see if they can make the right ones well that's the thing and it doesn't throughout their uh Pete Carroll's career there I don't think they've really gone and gone all in and made moves you saw this years after years how many times did they need an offensive line and they don't really pull the trigger to get that kind of guy they kind of been yeah make a move here make a move there meh, meh, meh. and they let some of their guys you know walk away will rather unload on this guy then and then they'll bring in like a sheldon richardson here and there or they brought in the J- davion Clowney for a year or you know things like that nothing really crazy and and, su- and super surprising or mm-hmm. showing anybody and that's the reason why russell wilson isn't there anymore you guys don't show me anything you're right. really going to go all in so the fact that they might do it now i think is just a farce i think well, again look, they're just going to be like yeah again we got to really start a rebuilding now but like you said to try and get more capital i think maybe they should do that with the dk metcalf and get some more and load up on picks like we saw with the, the miami dolphins have done before they've got a nice slot if they got denver's pick right up there up front denver picks fairly early i think they got a chance to get one of these quarterbacks here or one of those offensive linemen if that's what they want to do but why not give yourself some more so you can really play around and really fill some of these gaps? And that's the, and that's the other thing, too, is is how much of this is Pete Carroll, too? Because think about yeah. it. When Pete Carroll came in, he came into a team that was already had that winning winning caliber type of team. You know, they had the Legion of Boom and and uh, and the offense was taken off with Doug Baldwin and Tyler Lockett and and things were humming. You know, with Marshawn Lynch in the backfield. So so things were really – there was a good buzz about Seattle. Now, since Pete Carroll has been there, you've noticed a slow deterioration of that organization, that Mm -hmm. team, Mm -hmm. to a point where some fingers got to be pointed at Pete Carroll at this point and say, hey, you know what, maybe we not – we decided to move on from Russell Wilson. We're going to do an official rebuild. And, Pete, I'm sorry – but we're going to have to move on from you as well. We're going to start clean slate, new coaching staff, new bright minds. And and I would say this, even a new GM, because to be honest, Brian Schneider, for all these issues that have been coming to, you know, up to the top and for him to not address them or at least try to address them, that doesn't look very well for him as a GM. So I think you start with a new GM, new head coach and and just rebuild this this team from the ground up yeah and we said it last week with, with the with the trade that had gone down now is the writing is on the wall right. for Pete Carroll hot seat was all we're going to hear about this season all right Paul Maddie says he uh he agrees with us about Seattle Seattle needs new blood at head coach absolutely was what we're talking about here yeah and going back to him with the arena league here Saginaw Sting IFL oh all right. so that Saginaw Michigan is that what? what that is you you were in Michigan for a while and you did that or is there another IFL Saginaw too. that we don't know of that might be in Florida possibly or where you are now uh let me know about that but that uh that's pretty cool, man. That's awesome. That's I, awesome, I, I know yeah. uh, on his on his Facebook profile, he had some pics and stuff like that with yep. this thing on there. That, that's awesome, man. Pleasure having you. Uh, the coaches out there, too. And that's who you know. He knows his X's and his O's, mm-hmm. and he brings a lot to this show as well. That's why we say we're the most interactive show on here because 
we know some stuff here too, but we go feed off of what you guys do. You guys bring so much to the table and enlighten us as well. And it's great conversation. We really yeah, appreciate it. He said, there. yeah, Michigan. Yeah, yes, Michigan. Yes, Saginaw, Michigan. Yep. Um, that's awesome, dude. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> it's very cool. Uh, it's funny the ties hey. that everybody has here too because, uh, yeah. you know, Michigan and now he's in Florida. Uh, Mike Tackett, an Ohio guy, and then he's moved around. Okay. Now he's down in Florida. Stuff like It's funny the people that we know from different states and then where they float around and where they came from. I'm like, Mike Tackett, you're a Green Bay Packers fan though too, which is, which is Wisconsin. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's, it's cool to see the different types of fans from all over the different states and how they might have become uh, those fans a coach offensive line and defensive line there you go so there he knows go. about the hog mollies out there paul All maybe right. you could coach me up I, I, yeah. I still play flag football i need some coaching up there but right right i yeah. have to go down to florida and, go, and have go, paul co coach me a, up yeah do a uh, a camp down there yeah, or something like do that. a camp awesome do some training yeah absolutely uh, uh but what real, you got something real go quick ahead. uh you know because you know we we can it we touched on it but we didn't really kind of dive into the trade or whatever of like who kind of won it who lost it oh that's a good idea uh, but, too let's do it but Devonte adams with the raiders yeah that's um yep you know for the raiders to now look at you can look at this you know two different ways here is you can compare it to the tyree kill trade where uh you know the chiefs acquired a lot more picks they got five mm -hmm. picks mm -hmm. and then the packers only they kind of settled with a first and a second round pick for this year only Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, the Raiders forfeit the first and the second round pick. They get the best receiver, if not one of the best receivers in the game today at 29 years old in Devontae Adams to pair him up with his old college teammate in Derek Carr. Um, uh, something that they were they were missing, you know, since Ruggs, you know, kind of went haywire and made some d dumb decisions. Right. Right. Uh, but now they get a number one in a trade in Devontae Adams, which great they already have like that special chemistry that friendship already already is there mm -hmm. so he comes into the raiders now and you look at you look at what this offense may look like right now uh besides some of the other minor wide receiver signings that they made it, it looks like you're gonna have Devonte adams darren waller at tight end hunter renfro in the slot and then the number two receivers up for grabs because you got got the young stud, you got the young kid in Brian Edwards still developing. Brian still, yeah. They also signed a guy uh, from the Dolphins, Mac Hollins, uh, with his big Afro puff hair, uh, and then um, they signed from the Chiefs. They signed Demarcus Robinson yeah. uh, today. So. I tell you, now when you look at that division, you really can make the statement that do like do the Raiders have the best uh, receiving core or targets in that division right now? I would say yes. You know what I mean? Uh, to me, Especially it's not even a question. Especially after what had happened today. You saw that they were trying to load yeah. up on that to compete with what the Chiefs are doing. Chiefs lose Tyreek Hill. Uh, the Broncos still have some weapons there, but they can yeah. use more because they do lose a guy like Noah Fant, too, in the tight end spot and as here's, well. And, the, you know, you still have uh, – Keenan Allen there and Mike Williams re-signed with the Chargers there. That's yeah. a nice tandem there as right. well. But the Raiders are but going I, all in and loaded up. I would say this, that the Raiders are very deep because you even look at the cornerbacks that they added to uh, kind of combat the, 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 the offensive Steve, play. Uh, Zay Jones went to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Right, that's where he went to the Jaguars. What's that? Zay Jones, he asked if you guys re-signed uh, no, no, Zay no. Jones. No, he, uh, he went yeah, to he the, went the Jaguars. Jaguars. Yeah, yep. Yep, he went to the Jaguars on, get this, yep. a, a one-year yeah. Eight or nine million dollar contract. Yeah. Uh, 
I don't know. I've seen him play. Like he doesn't get separation, so that would kind of worry me. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, he don't get me wrong. He can he can run decent routes and stuff, and he will catch the ball sometimes. Uh, but all in all, I just didn't think he was worth that kind of a contract, and the Raiders didn't either because they didn't want to match it. They just let him walk. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but yeah, I, I mean, and that's the thing is, I would say that the Raiders. What they've done so far in free agency, and I, from what I'm hearing, they're not done yet uh, because they still, you got to think about the offensive line, you know, it was bad last year. Like they they had a huge hole at left guard and right tackle and things weren't working. So they got to still add, you know, upgrades to those positions. But other than that, like you look at this now, when you, when you, when you take a look at the Chargers and how they, okay, they still have the same duo. They got Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. And then you look at the Broncos and, People are going to say, oh, well, they got Jerry Jr. and stuff. But people don't realize that, like, even though the Broncos have made additions, every team in this division have made additions. Mm -hmm. But think about how they played last year. You you look at the Raiders and how porous that offensive line was at times. Mm -hmm. No receivers besides Renfro and Waller missed over half the year. Yeah, he missed a lot of time, yeah. So, and they still made the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Now that they have weapons and they're getting better and their defensive front is even more dangerous with with a new defense coming in, you got to kind of, it's kind of, you got to kind of wonder, like, how good are the Raiders? How good can they be? And... I mean, yeah, you get Russell Wilson in the division and Mahomes. I would say the Chiefs are in uh, – they are being threatened right now by not only the Chargers but the Broncos and the Raiders for losing their divisional crown that they've oh, yeah. held for so long because what do they have right now? They don't have Tyreek anymore. No. They got Travis Kels mm-hmm. and they got Juju. Mm-hmm. Basically, that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that doesn't that doesn't scare nobody. I mean, yeah, they got Mia Cole Hardman, but honestly – Teams have defended them pretty well. I haven't seen them really kind of take over games or anything. Yeah, and that's the thing. You saw well, what teams have kind of done to them last year when they still even had Terry Kill. Mm-hmm. It seemed like they had figured out a formula. Now you're not worried about that weapon as well. People were looking at uh, Patrick Mahomes like having a down year last year you know, because he was feeling the pressure. Mm-hmm. It felt like he had to put it all on his shoulders. And what does he do? He made a lot of mistakes. You know, those growing pains of being young, trying to do it all on his own. Exactly. Force things. And I see probably some more of that this season. And a lot of times when you look at Mahomes and what he was able to do with mm Tyreek is when plays broke down, that's when that's when he excelled, because when plays broke down, Tyreek would just beeline it for the touchdown. and He would launch it 70 yards. And that's when people got to look at him. They come up on him because they think he might even Mm -hmm. take off running on it. And then he pops it over the top on him. Right. So and then you look at the Chiefs defense. They take a hit. Now, what what offense in this division Mm -hmm. is going to take huge advantage of no longer having Tyron Matthew there Mm -hmm. that they moved around like a Mm -hmm. chess piece. Yeah, because he was a big part of that. And their corners, I'm sorry, but their corners are still weak. Mm -hmm. And they're going to have a hard time in this division defending them. So, Mm -hmm. uh, man, I think that it's a big win for the Raiders in this trade, in my opinion. I mean, I'm 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 not being biased at all. Like, when you get the number one or one of the top three receivers in this league, for a first and a second for just this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and you got him for long-term, too. You got him for three more years added on to this year. Because even though it was a five-year extension, those last two years he's never going to see. That contract was backloaded for a reason. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I I just think that the, the Raiders won this trade. I feel – the and, and people are going to blame the Packers. Like, the Packers fans are saying, how could you trade Adams away? 
Well, because Adams wasn't going to play. Right. He was he not. He, he came out and said, mm-hmm. "I'm not playing under the mm-hmm. tag, and unless you can give me a deal that's that's, you know, worthy of of my play, then I'm not. I'm not going to play for you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. and, and the Packers said, and this is why you have to give kudos to the Packers because they they realize they're like, okay, we're trying to get a deal done. It's not happening. Let's get whatever compensation we can uh, for Adams, and we'll move on and and." make our additions either with the remaining free agents that are available. Cause look at like Julio Jones. Like we joked about it last week about maybe Julio going to the Packers to g- give a weapon there to for Aaron Rodgers. And on top of that, what's to say Odell Beckham goes to the Packers too, because mm-hmm. um, and Jarvis Landry, like mm-hmm. there's weapons mm-hmm. that there's are still out, there still out there that, that, they, that they could easily add right now, especially with the cap room now that they, mm-hmm. that they got. And that is, Correct. And and utilize these for this first and second round picks in, in this draft to to add some holes that you have. So mm-hmm. I I feel like it, that the Packers are being trashed by their fans, but they have to realize the business side of this. Well, is, I think some of it too, and not only just the Packers in general, but the media since everything that has happened with Aaron Rodgers and how he loved to kind of toy with everybody, it everybody hates not everybody. A lot of people really hate Aaron Rodgers now. And so when something like this happens, they see that he resigns, gets the deal, gets and now, the big money. Now big, big they're money. They're like, oh, now he's still just selfish. He doesn't care about anybody right. else, and he screwed Devontae Adams over, and now they got to get rid of him. When we already know throughout the 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 talking throughout this that Devontae Adams, like you said, was not going to stay there, and and you know Aaron Rodgers had talked to him about this too. And, you know, he oh, said. I- Rodgers sure. knew before he signed his deal that Adams was on his way Absolutely. out. Absolutely. So, but everyone he wants to paint it out to be Aaron Rodgers' right. fault about like this whole thing. So, well, I mean, uh, you know, when you when you want like to be the highest paid, you know, player, mm-hmm. uh, that's going to take a hit on your own team though, mm-hmm. too. So, yeah, it's going to be the cap isn't going to be. You're not going to have as much room in the cap to add more talent uh, through free agency. And, you know, it makes it a little bit harder, but it is Aaron Rodgers and he does elevate the play of, of a lot we of saw players. It's so. like when he's not there. You oh. know what I mean, I mean, you take any great yeah, quarterback yeah. and remove him yeah. from there. He's going to be tr- atrocious. Absolutely. Uh, Paul Matty says, who will be the, the Raiders head coach? Well, it's Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels is their head yeah. coach out there. So yeah. that's going to be clear there. Now, really, maybe the question is, is how well will he do here? Because we saw him with the stint with the uh, the Broncos. And uh, unfortunately, he went and his camp went and got, you know, Tim Tebow and started Tebow mania because he liked his character better than his play and all this stuff and was going to make a star out of him. Uh, So that was an embarrassment in itself. And then on top of things, after um, the, the Super Bowl coming out where he had already promised he was going to be the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts, backs out of that deal, stays with the Patriots. That's more of the prove-it deal on this whole Raiders team altogether here. They have the weapons, so it looks like it's going to look really nice. You imagine Derek Carr excelling in this offense that that uh, he's going to bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they have nothing but excitement and, and positivity that should look good, but I think eyes are going to be on Josh McDaniels just a little bit just to see how he handles this uh, head coaching job this time forward here. Uh, Paul Manning says Aaron Rodgers steps out of the shower to, to pee. pee. Yeah. Yeah, well, it could be. That's a, that's a, is that the proper thing to do though? Really is you know what I mean? 
That's what you should do. That's it's what everybody funny. should be doing. He's saying it like like he he doesn't like he he should be doing that. So I you know for you to admit that maybe we all should just pee in the shower that we're all just disgusting human beings. It's probably correct, but it's also offensive at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uh, Yeah, absolutely. But anyways, we got our man, Godzilla Media, in the house. It's it's Tom Goz. He's in the house with us tonight. Joe, what does he have to say here out there? Hey, guys, what's going on? Welcome to the show, buddy. True or false? (laughs) Baker Mayfield is starting week one in 2022. See, he's trying to catch us on this now. See, that's the thing. He's tricky with this about this, and you got to come in, guys, about this, and Mm. he knows what the hell he's doing. Because it's, well, how far these cases are going to go. Are, is he going to get suspended or not? Because that's the only thing that looms on this whole thing. Because besides that, you're saying Deshaun Watson is starting. I don't see Baker Mayfield there by week one in Cleveland. I, don't mm-hmm. see, I think they're going to move on from Baker Mayfield is not going to play for this team. And listen, because he's one of those very emotional players and once he gets it in his head that he's made a decision, he, he's kind of like he's as he's stubborn in a sense like Aaron Rodgers is. When Aaron Rodgers makes up his mind, you cannot change it. Uh, and Baker Mayfield, with his emotions and and you know his his past history in college and how he made a lot of bad decisions and everything, party guy and all that. Uh, I don't I don't I don't think he's going to play for Cleveland. I think that they are going to have to somehow restructure his deal to make it more appealing for another team to trade for him and only give up a low round pick to to get him. Maybe Seattle, maybe not. Maybe he even gets traded somewhere else to compete for a job. Maybe the Panthers. Uh so I I just I think it was a bad business decision on Cleveland's part to trade Case Keenum who was only making $6 million for the year, and, and now it's like you're like, oh, you want to hold on to Baker, but Baker don't even want to play for you. He wants out now. He even put in a request to get traded as soon as the, the rumors out there were going on. And the so far, the Cleveland Browns have said, no, we're not going to trade you. So it's going to be interesting to see how this back-and-forth battle goes, but if Baker makes his mind up, he's, he's, just, he's not going to play for you. So uh, I, I, do, I don't see... Uh, him staying as a backup behind a guy like Deshaun Watson. And why would Cleveland want to pay a guy $18 million to be a backup and pay Deshaun Watson what they're paying him? And and that's a lot of money to put into two quarterbacks on the same team. Uh, He says also Baker Mayfield is definitely a guy who pees in the shower. (laughs) Could be. It it could be. I'm not sure, but is it? Is and Paul, the, that, uh, <laughs> exactly, Paul. That's a, that's the thing. Is like he could be a backup somewhere as long as he, I feel like he just wants out of Cleveland right now. Oh, and yeah. whether whether he gets an opportunity if he if he gets traded to the Panthers and maybe he can compete with a Sam Darnold for the job, or he goes to the Seattle and he competes with whoever else they have this, in the in the quarterback positions. Well, this is what's funny though. This is what's compelling about the Washington Commanders, and they pull the trigger on that trade with Carson Wentz. To bring him back to the NFC East, all this stuff still had to fall into Bye place. <laughs> it it got to hit the drain. <laughs> so, there you go. All right, uh, and uh, so they pulled the trigger early on that trade when you had all these different dominoes to fall into place. They could be in even in the talks right now with uh, Baker Mayfield and trying to get them. But after they had True. already pulled off that trade, I don't see it happening as much. But you're banking your season on. Either Carson Wentz, which I didn't get in the first place because you already kind of sold in, at least for your team. You told yourselves you were going in on Taylor Heineke. 
Taylor Heineke was kind of your guy, at least for now. The team has bought in on him. He has a lot of fire in him in that uh, that drive to trying to win. He's obviously not an elite quarterback. Not He's still developing. Crazy. Yeah, but now you want to just stifle all that and bring in Carson Wentz on this to where you might, in the same season, this season, that might be a different question too. How quick will Taylor Heineke become the starter for Washington? Because I think it might happen during this season. Do, it, it either due to well injuries might. Or just bad play by Carson Wentz. And you went and traded that guy. Well, here's the thing, too, is like Taylor Heineke, when they sent him to a three-year extension, it was with hopes of them further developing him to maybe at the end of that third year, maybe quite possibly he could be starter worthy. Now, we've seen, just like Baker Mayfield, we've seen him do really well. We've also seen Taylor Heineke do bad. And I don't think he was he wasn't the number one overall pick, so you're going to see that. No, 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 no. That's what I'm saying is that you have to develop him. So with that three-year extension, there was in no way, shape, or form hopes of him being the starter right away. Mm -hmm. Or after because of Ryan Fitzpatrick and his unfortunate injury, he was thrust into that starting job for this past season. Wasn't supposed to be, though. So he was supposed to learn underneath Fitzpatrick, develop it further, and then maybe, quite honestly, he could compete for whoever they added uh, at quarterback for that job. But Ryan Fitzpatrick, to me, is... I, I, I'm kind of finding it hard to believe that he's still a free agent and the, and the fact that he could easily compete for a starting job, one. And two, mm-hmm. why, won't, why, won't, why, won't, why won't a team like Seattle or a team like the Panthers, if they were so desperate to maybe move on and get Watson, I understand he's a, great, he's a really good quarterback at 26 years old, and that's why you do it. But if you're still looking at quarterback position to address and to upgrade or to add to, Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's a great stopgap quarterback for you right now. Mm-hmm. Why and Washington? Why don't you re-sign him and and maybe, maybe he could stay healthy this year for you and see where your team could end up. So, uh, I feel like Ryan Fitzpatrick of all people, like as a free agent who's easily available, you don't have to trade draft picks for right now. Uh, like Seattle, if they wanted to add him for a two-year deal, even just to, as a stopgap until they get their guy. Uh, that that that's definitely you know attainable. Yeah, but I mean that's why I'm looking at Washington as now with with this going down with with Baker Mayfield, you still have Brian Fitzpatrick there, obviously. Some other different things, uh, developments. Jimmy G even still within a, a potential trade. I mean, let's let's put it this way. Uh, so. Uh, <laughs> You can say, what did Steven say here first? That fits magic, magic good, good no, no matter, matter where, where he, goes. he goes. Yeah, so if you want to put these guys in a room, say we're playing a pickup game. We're all here, Steven. Say you got a team or whatever. I got a team. Uh, <laughs> you got Ryan Fitzpatrick here. You've got Carson Wentz. You've got Taylor Heineke. And you've got Jimmy G. Who are you picking to be your quarterback? You got first pick. Who are you grabbing out of those guys? Ryan Fitzmagic. Ryan Fitzmagic. Then well, who's your maybe second? What second person to second sign? Second person after that, if you had a different decision to, to make, you know, besides that, second best, you think? Well, basically, I guess if you want to say, you already had Taylor Heineke there, all right. So you I just don't, throw him out, all right. Yeah. But you could have got Fitz, like Paul Matty says it right here. Uh, Steven says Jimmy G. So you could either make that trade for Jimmy G, or you can grab Fitz and they go Carson Wentz, mm-hmm. and and it was early. And I think they still, you know, depending on whether the Colts were pressing somebody and they were on the phone with a bunch of guys and they happened to get catch the, the Washington Commanders at a certain time and were like, hey, 
<laughs> hey, you guys are. Hey, Daniel Snyder, your wife runs a show, but hey, listen, you're pretty liquored up right now. Uh, wh- wh- what do you think about this? You want Carson Wentz? Uh, you know, he knows the NFC. He's pretty good. You know, he's not so shabby, right? He's out there. He does okay when he's not, you know, fumbling the ball or, or, or getting hurt and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, sells him on it. Instead of he could have grabbed one of these other guys that you get, you said it. He said it. We said all people besides Carson Wentz. Yeah. And that's the guy to go for. And they and they gave up two third round picks for him. Right. And they swap, I guess they went to two third round picks and they swap second round picks. But but still That's a lot for Carson Wentz. It is. It is. Uh Mike Tackett's with us in the house tonight. Uh, I don't What's have up, a DJ horn set up, but he says Matty Ice to Indy makes so much sense. Absolutely. Better run game, wide receivers, and O line compared well, to Indy. They still need to add to the wide receivers. Yeah, I think group. so too. I think so but yeah, too. Yeah, you're right. You're right on. It, the best offensive line will ever play behind uh, a really good running back in Jonathan Taylor, a young one. And they just got to build the, the rest of the receiving core out. And wow, I mean, mm-hmm. Matty Ice could, could literally turn this Colts team around. Oh, and, just like and, that, right? And just like that. And and there you go. They're going to be competing in the playoffs. Steven says he they think he's 2017 Wentz. Everybody's kind of hoping for but that. But that's come on, what, is he really? Don't but that's the thing. You know? And I'll say this. The 2017 Wentz was uh, the offensive coordinator for the Eagles at the time was Frank Reich, right. who is now the head coach of the Colts. Right. And that's where we kind of saw those ties when Wentz became available from Philly. And we're like, oh, this has got to, this has got to happen, right? Mm-hmm. And it did happen. Mm-hmm. But it didn't end up the way they wanted uh when struggled got injured uh made made some bonehead mo- uh, plays and stuff so now that we've seen Wentz not once but twice fail mm-hmm. and get injured and so have you how is he still a, a commodity that teams want to actually trade for right, and, right and that i think is what jimmy's really basically getting to You're getting to uh, is that with, you went and grabbed there but now look at the quarterbacks that are still available, still available. you could have waited on it and did this you could have gave up you didn't even have to give up two thirds or anything for Jimmy G. Mm-hmm. They're just looking to unload his contract. Mm-hmm. So you could have given them a fifth, a sixth round pick, something like that, and mm-hmm. and, and get Jimmy G in there, who is going to be better than Wentz right now. Right. And uh, and on top of that, like even if you went to, I would say this: even if you traded for Baker Mayfield, yeah. it is better than having Wentz at this point in time because at least Baker, you know, is going to be there every Sunday. He's going to make some plays. And, and who well, knows? Hope so. Maybe the, maybe a change of environment is what he needs. Maybe a change in the offense is what is what he what he needs to you know uh, be able to do and, and be able to go to a different team to where maybe he can work with the the coordinator and 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 who knows? Because sometimes that happens. Sometimes a player, as simple as changing and going to a different team, a different atmosphere, sometimes that that's all they need to to get better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, again, and if you get somebody like that there, some other that might even entice some of these other uh, guys like free agents, maybe Jarvis Landry go to. Now, imagine that. We'll say this. We'll put uh, Terry McLaurin on one side and you put Jarvis Landry on the other in NFC East, you know, and you got somebody like Ryan Fitzpatrick throwing to him or somebody else, uh, uh, you know, Baker Mayfield, if they still got Mm -hmm. along, whether, you know, Mm -hmm. Odell did or not, maybe Jarvis and Baker had something still. They could do something together in that division. Uh, and and have a chance because that division, no matter what everybody will say about the Cowboys and stuff like that, it's still wide open. No matter oh, what, yeah. all the time. Oh, yeah, Philadelphia has something to prove all the time too with them. Uh, you know, and Washington's still always in it too. No matter what, whoever they put in at quarterback, um, if they can get their defense back to uh, what they what they were that two years ago, and um, 
you know, Chase Young could be healthy fully this year, too. That would be nice for them, too. Uh, and the Giants are, you know, they, they're looking to rebuild, too, and try and get something going here. So let's see what happens with them. So it's wide open there. Uh, Mike Tackett says, uh, I've got a shot glass that says Wentz on it. Not sure what the difference is versus the Wentz I see on TV. They both <laughs> glass. Nice, nice. I love it. I love it, man. Awesome. Uh, here, we'll just do a. A beer today. Let's fill it up with something. Fill the, fill the shot glass up with something then, Mike Tackett. Why don't you, buddy? Do a shot on us. Uh, by the way, it was a pleasure having you uh, with us last week. We had a hell of a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. You had a lot of good. those just uh, those <laughs> one-liners too, man. Just kept them coming too. It's awesome, man. We had we had a blast with you. Uh, one thing I will I can't forget to mention though, having a blast is uh, having a blast go down to my friends at Mohawk Honda here on Freeman's Bridge Road. Uh, it's, it's springtime. Spring is here, and there's a great time to get into a new car at Mohawk Honda. You guys can visit Mohawk Honda at Freeman's Ridge Road, like I just said, in Glenville, or you can go to mohawkhonda.com, and they, you can work with the people that you can trust during the bar, uh, car buying experience. Uh, they do everything they can to get you into the car that you want, that you deserve, and the payments that you want to as well. And throughout the month of March, Mohawk Honda and, and Chevrolet, too, as well, are collecting athletic equipment for underprivileged kids in the Capital Region. So what you do is you bring your equipment to either location, uh, either the one at Chevrolet in, in Malta or, or Mohawk Honda in, in, in uh, Glenville, and uh, you can donate your, your equipment there you know, and help the community this month. Uh, also follow the Mohawk Honda on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to learn more. And this month, you can watch Mohawk Honda staff compete in the Plate Change Challenge. It is crazy what these people do. It looks like a lot of fun to work there, Joe. I mean, the place is beautiful inside there as well, and they do things to make the customer feel great. But it looks like they have a lot of fun where they're working together too as well. Uh, so, so to find the right place, uh, the right vehicle, to the spot is Glenville, New York, Mohawk Honda, where they go out of their way to please you. All right, there we go. Um, so, Mike Tackett, now you've joined us with, with the show too. You talked about the, um, the Carson Wentz deal. The blockbuster deal with with Tyreek Hill. What do you think about that, buddy? And what's going on with the Chiefs? The one thing that I talked about with Cody Raptor earlier, we just touched on the Devontae Adams deal. Yeah. We figured, well, <clears throat> all right, well, this is your litmus test, I guess, or this has got to be your your line. Devontae Adams goes for a first and a second. Yep. All right. So you look at Tyreek Hill. He's one of the better players, but I don't think he's Devontae Adams there. Mm -hmm. So I figured he's got to be around there, just under. So what the Jets and offered, then it was way more. What the Jets offered is what I thought was reasonable. That I thought Ooh. Tyreek Hill would go for is two seconds and a third. Mm -hmm. That's that's pretty good compensation yeah. for uh, Tyreek Hill. The Jets didn't want to give up one of their first rounders, which I don't know why, because you guys trade away your first rounders anyway. So. Uh, <laughs> Or they just suck with them all the time. Yeah, they, no, no, yeah. they, they they end up trading yeah. them away, and it you know, Joe Douglas doesn't make any sense. So why hold on to it? Give up a first rounder and a couple of those picks, and you could have had Tyreek Hill help Zach Wilson out. You know what I mean? At, at quarterback, they've already done a good job. I feel like of upgrading their offensive line, and they could even further do. They can even do that further in the draft. Up, you know, for the upcoming draft, but. Uh, they're making moves to get better, but man, this would have been a, a move where now you're going to give Zach Wilson a elite threat to throw to that he needs. That he so, needs, yeah. And the Jets didn't the they didn't pull the trigger. They didn't want to give up a first round, so that fell by the wayside. But here comes the Dolphins, which 
I mean, we said this already a few times in the show that absolutely atrocious compensation. Why would you give this many picks up for one and two what they were? I, I just can't fathom what the Dolphins organization GM wise or the coaching staff who obviously they really wanted him. But did you need him? Did you need him that badly where you're giving up that much in compensation just to bring in him when you already had like a young stud in Jalen Waddle as his rookie year and you got the, all these guys returning in Devontae Parker and Preston Williams at, and Nike Kosicki? Like, mm-hmm. I don't think there was a dire need to go out and like, you need to get Tyreek Hill. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's great that they got him, but man, did they give up a freaking boatload of picks. Yeah, yeah, and that's absolutely that's what I mean. You look at this. I mean, the uh, the other running back I was thinking of here was Chase Edmonds. So they got him, Moster, and Gaskin there still in the backfield. Chase Edmonds will probably um, end up the starter. That's what I thought too as well. And the other ones are just nice uh, backs to 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 sprinkle in. But when you look at Tyreek Hill on one side, and you've got either Cedric Wilson and Jalen Waddle as your as your other two right yeah. there. And then Mike Kosicki there at tight end. I mean, that's yeah. scary. Yeah. That's scary shit right there. So a really good. That's a really good, you know, receiving core for yeah. sure. Yeah, absolutely. All right, here we go. Uh, Mike Tackett says. Hill hold on, was, hold on. What? Paul said uh, Hill will show out in Miami. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, we think that there's no way he can't because you look at this. and, and Like, who are you going to guard on this and one? What, like, and, anybody what, will, and what's you know? projected there? Like, they're mm-hmm. offensive-wise. So, so Mike McDaniels comes over from the 49ers. Mm-hmm. It, and it, most likely he's going to instill something very similar to maybe almost identical as what the Niners have in, in terms of offense. Mm-hmm. So they had a guy by the name of Debo Samuel, which everybody should know by now. Uh, he ran the ball. He caught the ball. He did a lot of things. I think Tyreek Hill could be utilized the same way in that type of offense to where kind of like the Chiefs. The Chiefs used him every once in a while on jet sweeps and stuff, handing them the ball off and letting them run. That's where they're going to utilize him. And with all these other weapons besides Hill there, it's going to be really hard to defend. Mm-hmm. And like you said earlier on, too, you know, getting the, uh, Teron Armstead too, signing him to that left tackle spot to, to <laughs> help up out, that too, left tackle. Yep. actually was a great, great. Uh, move by them, too. So it's kind of funny, these great moves uh, in the offseason and then to, to shell out the money here. I get it. You know, it's got the weapon here, but a little too much. Like Steven says, they gave up a bit too much. Absolutely. Tua is still a bit iffy. The, 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 the thing's out on it. I well, mean, that's basically what we're looking at. This a year. lot of people, and, and that's the narrative that everyone's painting, mm-hmm. right? Two is iffy. He's not that good. We we need we should move on from him. But let's see what he can do. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. There is a learning curve to this. He's got to learn a new offense, and maybe it works out better for him with this new offense mm-hmm. and all these weapons. So let's see if he can prove himself and improve this year. Mm-hmm. All right, Mike Tag is here. Says now he goes. Hill was hurt that Casey didn't offer him a new deal similar yep. to what Adams got. Wanted every penny he thought he was worth. Miami reached, but at least he got paid. And that's the thing to, for him, and too. He, they, they did that. Right. They shelled out in picks and in money. They paid him more. Mm-hmm. Uh, why? <laughs> 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 I just don't get it. Like, if you're trying to tell me that Ty- Tyreek Hill is better than Devontae Adams or better than DeAndre Hopkins, you're out of your mind. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Is he faster? Fast. It, it, I will say this. He's more explosive. Like he he can accelerate extremely mm-hmm. like in two steps he's full speed mm-hmm. that's what that's what makes him a difference maker, mm-hmm. uh, but 
to say that like overall he's better than Adams and, and Hopkins, I don't see. I don't think he deserves a contract above those two. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So for Miami to not only overspend on draft capital and overspend money wise uh, on on signing Tyreek Hill, I think they lost in that in that trade because you think about how much money they're investing in just a wide receiver, which mm-hmm. you can get in the draft. And this year's draft is very deep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you need receiver help, Colts, um, this is the year to be to be in it. So um, with all that being said, I feel like the Chiefs end up winning this deal because, yeah, I understand there's a big minus in terms of Hill being moved on. Mm-hmm. But let's just say this. They weren't going to be able to afford him. Mm-hmm. So why not get the draft capital that you can, move on from him, and then – here comes me for uh, Stevens. Uh, Steven says not as good in red zone though. Adams Hopkins can get up uh, one uh, on someone. Hill isn't doing that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's what I think because when you get closer to that red zone, he's shorter. His yeah. speed doesn't really so come you know, into play then. So you know what the Chiefs did? They dump it off to him. He runs right in the end zone. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you, you see, don't have to be sweeps or something. You don't like have that. to be big. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be the, the highest jumper mm-hmm. to to be the red zone mm-hmm. threat. I mean, that guy can flat out beat you really quick. I mean, right, Just right like into that. the end zone. So, uh, yeah, you're right, but he's a, he's a different receiver, correct? So, I mean, he does things differently to become that threat. So, yeah, it is strange because uh, you saw Miami going with trust the process basically for the past two years at least with Brian Flores with doing getting trading away people i mean minka fitzpatrick right away when he was young just like see ya we get this it looks like they're tanking getting picks nonstop, uh, gathering all up and now they're unloading picks and shelling out money like what changed besides brian flores being gone different staff and now they've changed their mentality different staff changes everything on this now too which kind of brings up to me the kind of the 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 question now everybody's saying this is such a crazy year for the NFL in the offseason. So many teams grabbing this guy. Mm-hmm. There's so many different faces on different squads. Yeah. Why the big rush on all this this season before the draft? What does that say maybe about this draft class? Everybody's trying to go get that key wide receiver. Got to get that key quarterback. I'm willing to give you whatever it takes on this. If it puts me over the cap, I'll figure it out. Why the run on everybody right now on the offensive side, especially because when let's take it piece by piece. So quarterbacks, right? It's it's a very weak class for quarterbacks. It, there's no quarterback that stands above the rest. There's no Peyton Manning's. You know what I mean? There, there's no there, there's no Aaron Rodgers in this type of draft. So because the 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 quality of quarterback that's coming out in the draft is lower. Some people would make the argument that there's no first-round quarterback in this draft, and they're and they might be right. That a lot of these quarterbacks that are coming out right now, even though it's a weak market, a lot of them need a lot of development still. Some guys have pros and just like any other year, there's pros and cons to people. People will make fun of you know of of Pickett and his hand size and how mm-hmm. small they are. So he needs to wear gloves to hold on grip on the ball. Mm-hmm. But he fumbled. But he's fumbled a lot in college. Mm-hmm. So. There's these things that people are looking at, and like Willis, uh, phenomenal athlete, very mobile, cannon of an arm. Is he? Is he? Does he have the X's and O's down? You know what I mean? Can he develop further and become that dynamite player? Better? Can he be better than Lamar Jackson? Because that's what people are kind of like looking at him, like, yeah, he's very mobile, he has a strong arm, but. 
Can he make all the throws? Can he be smart with the football? And so because of the, the, the I would say, the mid-grade on this quarterback you know, class, and then you look at these other positions like wide receiver, offensive line, D-line, um, not so much corner, but uh, linebackers. Those are all positions that are very deep. Wide receivers are deep in this in this draft class. And again, there's no elite top echelon type of player that's separating himself from the from the herd. So because of that, and they've gone there's been scouts and there has there has been um organizations with the front office that have come out and said that this draft class is so deep and so close to the same. You might draft a guy in the top 10 and he might be just as good as the guy in the bottom 10. They're saying that th- this draft class is so kind of close together. There's nobody separating each other from, you know, separating from each other that the point where if you take a guy in the third round, he could be as good as the guy in the bottom first round. So that's why I think you're starting to see some of these teams go big on these trades where they're trading draft picks away or they're they're unloading money to sign some of these key free agents that are available to help bolster their team. It's because of this draft class is not as strong as past draft classes. And that's why you see a lot of these high picks going. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. the, the Raiders gave up first their first and second round picks for not for for Devontae Adams because maybe they thought by picking at 22, they're like, "Eh, we can wait till the third round and still get a still really get quality yeah, player, right? But we're going to add this supreme receiver mm-hmm. that we need. So, mm-hmm. uh, team, some teams are are feeling like they have to do that, and then there's other teams that are just collecting picks. Like the Jets have a lot of picks. You know what I mean? Right. The the Dolphins gave up a lot of picks, so now the Chiefs inherit a, a bunch of. You know what I mean? So, it's 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 just not that type that top tier end of the of the uh, prospects that are involved in this draft for this upcoming mm-hmm. year. And that reminds me of something I want to ask you quick, but I want to add, I want to bring up Mike Tackett's uh, comment here because I want to see what he says about this. He says, uh, props to the USFL first league to offer a three-point conversion. Ding, 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 <laughs> There he is. But what is it, though? Because I, I don't follow any of this. Like, what do they so do to get the three-point conversion? Is it run or pass? Run or pass? Like, what, for what do you go to, like, is? a two-point conversion? Yeah. I want to know. I want to know how, what, it, what that means. I would how do think they get that? What, I would think that would be it. So run or pass, and you don't get two. You get three either right. way. And then if you kick the yeah. extra point, it's just one or something right. like that. So you get three instead. Correct. Okay. All right. I wasn't sure. Mike, but let us know. But Mike, I don't let, know. So let me let me ask you this: for the three point conversion, where do they spot the ball? Right. Yeah, I want to know that too. Like, if that's the like, is a two point from a certain area, and well, then they go back further. You know what I mean, like, is that three? Like your your normal. T- it's like oh. two point conversion, but from the ten. Okay. 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 That, can you still go cool. for a two point two though uh, as well? Can you go for a two, but then also go for the one and but the two point conversion is like on a five yard line or something or? Well, I just yeah. want to know. It is would, that it what would it be says? your two-point conversion and your extra point would extra probably point be in the same, same spot. Same spot. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. I, I'm like I said, uh, they have a deal too. Don't they have a TV deal with people? Let us know out there. Like I said, I haven't followed a lot of this at all. So Mike Tackett, I'm going to he's our go-to to guy. On this and, and Paul Matty too as well too. I know you're on. on you got their finger on the pulse on this too. It's Tackett time, First baby. First one who jumps in, who chime in. Uh, correct. Is it going to be correct. on? All right, yeah. cool. Uh, is it going to be? I, I had a feeling they were on CBS or something like that or one of those Fox, Fox and NBC. And NBC. 
Yeah, I'll try and check it out, man. I'm always down to check it out more football. Definitely. And some of these guys, the names Definitely. you don't see uh, and see how they elevate and, and they can play, play. And some of these former Arena League guys, too, get out there and be able to play. Guys mm -hmm. that were uh, trying to make teams uh, were in NFL uh, camps and didn't make it. And now they get another sh time to shine here. Yeah. And do it. And even a lot of former players. We saw that in the. Not the XFL, but the other one uh, that they had was two years ago, I think, that um, uh, Andrew Luck's father was part of and stuff that folded pretty because oh. it was ran terribly. Oh, yeah, yeah, But we yeah, saw yeah. a lot of former NFL players. The AAFL. Yeah, the AAFL. They actually were performing pretty well, and they were doing doing some cool and stuff, too. And some of, the, to some of those well. guys, after that, that kind of collapsed, they mm -hmm. got opportunities to, to try out for NFL teams. Right, right. All right, so now I, I wanted to bring that up there, too, with that. But as we were talking – uh, about these situations in, in guys uh, going to teams, uh, getting in on, on people. One of the conversations that we had last week um, was the Odell Beckham Jr. Con uh, conversation. Mm -hmm. Where do you see him going? Do you see him going back with the uh, Los Angeles Rams? And I said, yeah, it probably makes sense because, again, you've got the um, – it, the, him and, and Stafford are on the same page now because you were able to play a lot there. And you said, well, I don't know as much because with that, you still have Robert Woods coming back. And I was thinking in the my thing, my point of view of it is he got, Stafford got to play with with Odell Beckham Jr. Mm -hmm. He didn't get to really play with with, with Robert Woods that much because Robert Woods got injured that early. So they mm -hmm. have the chemistry and they have the momentum to move forward. And um, they haven't brought in Odell Beckham Jr. yet. But the, what do you think about the trade of, of Robert Woods going? I, I think the reason is because they signed Allen Robinson. Mm -hmm. And that's the, that's mm -hmm. the reason. They, mm -hmm. they moved on from Robert Woods. They got a six-round pick, which isn't much. But, mm -hmm. hey, you know, they, they unload a, a, a guy that's getting up there in age, mm -hmm. right? Uh, he's not old yet. I mean, he's like kind of late 20s, early 30s. But um, still a good player. Still a guy that, if as long as he comes back healthy, he can definitely help out the Titans. And... Uh, for the Rams, they moved on. Listen, I don't think now that they've made a definitive, uh, you know, decision, and they went with Allen Robinson. They brought him in, signed yeah, him yeah. to a three-year deal. He's going to be the the receiver opposite Cooper Cup, and 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 they're going to roll with it. So uh, here's Allen Robinson, definitely going to be there. Odell Beckham, I do not see him returning to the Rams because of this move. Because they went a little younger with Allen Robinson, mm -hmm. brought him in, and that replaces both Robert Woods and and mm -hmm, Odell, mm -hmm. and. Uh, as far as Odell's rehab, he's got a long road to go. Mm -hmm. He got injured in the big game. Mm -hmm. So that right there, it looks like it's tracking uh, to where it could be leading into the beginning to middle of the season till he's 100% ready to go. So what team is going to take a risk in signing a guy who's still injured in hopes of maybe him returning back mm -hmm. to uh, you know, a healthy stature and, and helping out a team. I think you're not going to see Odell sign with anybody until he's close. Mm -hmm. uh, and quite honestly, it could be a team like maybe is on the rise or something or is, is looking really good at that point where Odell is going to be open to, to going. And it could be Cleveland. It could be. Mm -hmm. He said he said as much that he's open to returning to Cleveland now that there's a legitimate, really good quarterback that's proven there. Um that 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 would be an interesting you know uh, signing for him to come back to Cleveland, and um, let's see where they're at. Let's see where Cleveland is at with Deshaun Watson and and uh, the rest of the gang there. Ain't nobody got time for that. Maybe maybe they have a winning record by the time Odell's healthy and he comes back and he signs with them, or he could go a different route and maybe go to an, another hot 
team that that has some weapons and and he wants to be a part of it just like mm-hmm. he kind of just fell like he, into the laps of the rams right uh so you gotta strike when the iron's hot right yeah. And, and maybe that's what Odell is going to wait and see after he gets kind of close to, to to being healthy. Then maybe he'll have his agent reach out to a few teams and we'll see what happens where he goes. But the hardest thing is for teams right now, like if you and you could take a take a, a risk, right? You could take a risk and sign him now if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. I, I've never seen a team sign an injured player. You know what I mean? Before. Right, right, right. But you could. And you could you could actually have the contract to be kind of like incentive laden or you know injury clauses and stuff like that, um, but again, I think it's going to be the type of thing where teams are going to be feel more comfortable when he gets close to being healthy and able to able to pass a physical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what you're going to do. That's why it's like we we're talking about. I said uh, Mike Tackett says it makes sense. You know, with Woods gone, it could. And, and that's the thing. He is injured, so he's going to be on the cheap again. And for him, you saw how he kind of was able to get out of Cleveland and end up with the Rams, who was going all in to try and get that championship. I think he's going to have that same type of mentality to try and get on one of those teams that's going to be going for a ring as well. Uh, Mike Tackett <laughs> says it hurts OBJ that uh, this is such a deep wide yes. receiver class. Yeah, Better, yeah. younger, healthier guys yeah. are available. And that's the thing. Yeah, right. exactly. That's a good point here by Mike Tackett as well. So. Like Joe, Joe's on to something here too. Again, he could go further on, see where his development is or with his uh, rehab, where he might land, or you know, we'll see what happens with, with his career. Uh, Paul Matty, will anyone sign AB? That's that's a tough pill to swallow, it isn't is, it? It is. I, I mean, this is the guy that has a terrible track record with teams. I mean, you think about you know when the Raiders tra- uh, traded for him from the Steelers, give up a first and a third, and they bring him over uh, to be their number one, right? That they've been dying for a number one receiver. Hey, we got one now. And then not even we're not we don't even get through training camp, and then he loses his mind, calls Mike Mayock some names or whatever, throws something at him, and then he's jettisoned right out of there. So. And, and then he goes to the Patriots, right? Patriots take a shot at him. Tom Brady brings him in and says, you know, we got this. And then he disrupts get the Patriots. Not the Patriot love. way, correct? Uh, get out of New England. And then, you know, he ends up at Tampa Bay. And then uh, yet another problem with Antonio Brown, with Bruce Arians and him kind of button heads. And then you guys, you know what? Screw you. I'm out of here. Right in the middle of a Jets game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, he's like, get get in there. He's it. like, I'm still hurt. What Meant are you talking for about? Reality TV. Like, get out of here. I'm out. I'm That's out. what I do. They got to do like a big brother with him, uh, Chad Johnson, and like T.O. Put them all in the same room or whatever. Let them compete about whatever. And get, uh, that would be crazy to watch. You know, those guys. Uh, I would sign T.O. before I would sign AB. Well, there you go. Uh, Paul Matty says uh, you could get AB for 10 bucks. I think that's a joke play on words with the Bucks being BUCS, <laughs> right, being, yes. but I don't think they would give ten bucks. What what ten bucks would you give? You know what I mean? Yeah, they just brought back Leonard Fournette, who happened to jump back with that team. Now is uh, that crazy? Yeah, and and it, this is this is what I'm saying. The Buccaneers. I, I just looked at their salary cap. They're over by four over, million. Yeah. How are they signing players? Uh, How are they allowed? Yeah, I don't know. Um, Paul Paul Maddie also said he goes. Coaches have a chart which tells you to go oh, for yeah. one or two or three depending on the score, so they don't have to do the math on the sideline. There are a few spots on the chart where it's a judgment call. Okay. 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 It's going to be interesting. I'll say this: like a lot of the rules and stuff, it does huh. make it a, a, kind of like a new and fresh kind of football spin. 
for for that league. So it will be interesting to watch, to say the least. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's it's gonna be cool. I'm excited. You know, I'm always down for watching more uh, uh, football. And, and it, like I said, we just got kind of back into the arena league scene this last year when mm -hmm. we were able to check out some of those uh, playoff games with the yeah. Empire yeah. Uh, down in Albany. And um, that season's starting up in this this coming month in April. So I mean, times are gonna be getting super exciting yeah. around here. It's gonna be fun. Uh, you're gonna have that league going on. You got the XFL that's gonna be starting in a little while too as well. And the NFL offseason, it is nuts out here, man. Absolutely Things crazy. are moving daily. It, it was it was seemed like it was simmering. Everybody still settled in on the Matt Ryan talk. They're ready to talk about that. And then this mm -hmm. afternoon dropped and everyone went everything went haywire. So it I was mean, crazy. The and 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 there's some there's still some big name free agents available. We talked about we touched on a couple of them. Odell Beckham, Julio Jones. Stephon Gilmore is still out there, yeah. and he's been rumored around. A lot of teams have had have expressed interest in you know obtaining his services, and he's still out there. So it, it, it's got to make you wonder: like, is he asking for way too much money at, at 31 years old? Don't get me wrong; he can still play. He can definitely still play, uh, but it kind of kind of makes me wonder because it seems like he's fishing for the highest bidder. Yeah, that's what kind of seems like for me that him being out there still and that the Carolina Panthers weren't willing to even, you know, bring him back in. Well, they already have like they with the resigning of right. Dante Jackson and their draft pick from a year ago, they're set at yeah, they're set. They don't need So, him. I mean, but does he go back to the Patriots? What's funny is the Patriots, you just saw Malcolm Butler went back with them. Yeah. Imagine that. Yep. How about that? Even after a return. Sitting, sitting out because of COVID, like years, that, he yeah. wanted to even be out. He took a season off, and then he kind of has been trending downwards, you know, year after year. Well, mind and, you, he got cut too. Yeah, which and, was surprising. And uh, even and then you go back even further that Super Bowl to where something happened with him and Bill yep. Belichick, and yep. where he was yep. not even playing. They put Rowe in. And neither of those guys are on the team anymore now. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they bring him back in. So uh, this Patriot team is kind of strange to me. It's really odd because yeah. they've been talked up so much about how cerebral Bill Belichick is, mm -hmm. uh, the moves that they make. You know, yeah. is it all Tom Brady? Is it him? Uh, they find. But what's funny is they find that free agent or that guy that got cut. They bring him in and they make a star out of him. They used to. They used to. They used to. Not anymore. Right. What has changed? Well, I, I think poor decision making for one. Well, is that because Nick Casario isn't there anymore? And, it, and, no. and maybe it was him doing it or was it really Belichick no. or they're changing mentalities? No. Nick Casario. Because they also went and did a lot of, you know, put money up to get those tight ends that they did last year as well, too. So they look a little different. And now the fact that they're trying to change things up coaching style, too, as well with Matt Patricia coaching the offensive line. Yeah, and now uh, they're talking about Bill Pelichick possibly doing not only the defense, but also calling offensive calls yep. as well. What is going on in New England with here with this Patriots? And team? not to mention Joe Judge is not even in not his even normal position. Special team spot. <laughs> Right, so uh, he, I think he's coaching defense or something, yeah, something like, that. like that. They got yeah. all mess. Matt Patricia should like be the defensive, defensive guy, coach or something like that. And, and so. Joe Judge should be like you know offense. I don't know. They, they're just kind of got it all messed up coaching staff wise. It seems like their decision making as of late has been really kind of off the wall. And a lot of NFL teams, you know, in the league are kind of expressing that, and and they're they're kind of scratching their heads, being like, we don't know what New England's doing, but this is very unorthodox. You know, mm -hmm. they're, they're sending a four-year young scout 
not even the head of scouting department, but a four-year young scout to talk to agents for these so-called prospects coming in the draft, which is no experience doing that. So there's a lot of questionable moves that the Patriots as an organization are doing, mm-hmm. and NFL teams are taking notice, and they're like, we don't recognize this organization anymore. What's going on? Right. And, uh, you know... And then you look, and just like to your point, like they used to be so good at finding these little niche players that would fit their scheme offensively or defensively to such a T to where it makes them play 10 times better and they end up becoming stars and making some money for themselves. So we're not seeing that anymore. And we're, we're seeing bad drafting happening. Uh, you know, none of their draft picks are really kind of taken off. Anymore. Bringing back former players too Free agency. that they usually we we recommend them or we we commend them for moving on from players a year in advance knowing Before, that they're kind yeah, of it was happening the decline yeah but you saw they did it with Kyle Van Noy but then again last year they bring him back for a little bit now they bring back Malcolm Butler again do we see Stefan Gilmore Sony Michelle that are out there do they start joining back on I don't the think team? so. You know, I, I mean, don't think like, so because Gilmore is asking for money. Yeah, Patriots aren't willing mm-hmm. to pay money because they needed to spread it out and, and to make that mm-hmm. that team overall. Uh, Mike better. Tackett's got a few different things here. Um, I'm going to go with his inside sources first. He's got an update here. Mike Tackett's updates. He says inside sources are telling him that Bobby Wagner could end up with the Rams with the next week. Uh, probably not, but maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we already oh. know that Bobby oh, Wagner right. is taking a visit to the Rams. Yes, yes. Uh, so they they yeah. are they are going to be talking contract while he's right. there. They're going to be showing him, you know, everything about the team and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, but it's going to come down to I feel like the only thing that's stopping Wagner from signing would be let's let's see if we can agree on a contract. Mm-hmm. If they can agree on a contract, mm-hmm. he'll probably easily just sign with the Rams. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and what a what a get for the Rams, oh, right? Yeah, Bobby right? Wagner, a Pro Bowl, All Pro linebacker. And, and, and say what you want about him, he might be a little o- older, but he can still play with any with the, with the best of them. Right, and he doesn't have to be the guy by himself there. That's the good part about that team with them. Like when you have an Aaron Donald and you got some of the other playmakers that are there, he doesn't have to be the whole guy like he was in Seattle. Like he had to be. You know what I'm saying? He, he can alleviate some of that pressure. It just he can make some plays here and there and be part of a, a unified team. Um, he Mike, used to have that in Seattle. Yeah, he did. He used to. Then yes, yeah. Then they started to tick away. Uh, one more thing: we might tack it. Then we'll get to Paul Matty. Uh, why is Tyron Matthew still available? Money. Badger don't care. Honey Badger money. The shit out of it. That's what it is. Yeah. It's money. I think for Tyron Matthew, he's talking to a couple of teams. We're hearing right now that the Steelers are really interested. They're talking with his agent. Uh, I've heard rumors about the Raiders even talking to him. But I think it's going to I think it's coming to money. I think he wants about 15 million a year, uh, which is kind of like that's a that's a lot of money for a safety. Um, Unless you're Ed Reed, I'm not paying you 15 million dollars a year. So uh, Tyron Matthew, I think he's going to have to come down on his number a little bit in order for him to to sign somewhere. Uh, But that's really the issue. I, I feel like it's the amount of money that he wants. Thanks for the treat, stupid. There you go. <laughs> Paul Matty, uh, how about Cincy getting Burroughs some offensive Jesus. line this offseason? I mean, Ted Karras coming over from mm-hmm. the Patriots at guard. Mm-hmm. Then they add another guard to kind of really lock up that interior O-line. And then they didn't stop there. As soon as the Cowboys cut Lyle Collins, here comes Cincy saying, hey, we're going to lock you yeah, up. You're yeah. going to be our right tackle. And we already drafted our left tackle, so we are set. We yeah. are good to go. Mm-hmm. Joe Burrow? 
no worries about getting injured this coming season, and you're going to have all the time that you want. Yeah, how about making a push again to try and make it to the Super Bowl again? Uh, we we saw what they were Crazy. able to do last year uh, when when they hit the, the hit everything hot and got their hot stride. Uh, but again, we thought they were just a little premature. So look at them now, revamp even stronger, offensive line, even stronger. It, it's going to look nice for them. And just they like can we make called it again. because there were a team coming into this free agency that had a lot of cap space. Mm-hmm. They were they were going to be able to address all these different needs. And you're seeing it now. They sh- they definitely shored up their offensive line. They have their receive their young receivers in place. Um, and-, and and Joe Burrow, they have their quarterback. They have Joe Mixon at running back. Their defense, they just got to make better throughout the draft. And they could easily be right back in the big dance. Mm-hmm. If you look at some of the remaining uh, free agents out here too, uh, I mean, there's a few out there still. I mean that that could fall into some some places here. Uh, uh, but again, can, I mean, can we can we point a finger right now? We've already talked ahead. about Wagner and Matthew yeah, yeah, and all yeah. that. But can we? I got a really big question here. How the hell if, if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are signing all these guys back? Right. How come Rob Gronkowski is still available and still out there? You would think that he'd be a very easy signing to bring him and reunite him with Tom Brady. So I wonder if if Gronk is quietly entertaining other teams and, and talking to other teams maybe quietly and maybe he might be thinking about moving on from uh returning from tampa he could be i mean it's uh he also had hinted i think didn't he? he was one of the other players that hinted out that he would be happy playing with joe burrow in the cincinnati Bengals. So maybe right. he's feeling things out there, too, and maybe there is something on on, on the table there. Maybe imagine that because, again, they moved on from Ozoma, and now he's over there with the Jets, mm-hmm. uh, and they, you know, they could still they use got a hole there. there. They, but I don't know if Gronk wants all the responsibility. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And, and it's got to be the right fit because, uh, mm-hmm. let's be honest, C.J. Ozoma, even though he took over a couple of games and mm-hmm. stuff, are mm-hmm. they going to utilize with all these other receivers? Are there, is there going to be enough footballs to go around and, and to give Gronk? Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul Maddie says here that uh, Gronk will sign with the Bucks. That's we've said the same thing. We're thinking. We're we've, just wondering why is it thing, taking so but long. But it though. shouldn't be taking this long. Right? Uh, uh, Mike Tackett, bigger FU move. Baker traded to Pittsburgh or OBJ <laughs> going to Cleveland wearing number six. Uh, I think Baker traded to Pittsburgh. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think that's easy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because, you know, OBJ, he doesn't mind. He, he actually already expressed that he wouldn't mind going back to Cleveland now that they actually have a quarterback like Deshaun Watson. Wouldn't right. mind to go there. Uh, when the timetable is going to be based on his recovery. And mm-hmm. it could be he could miss some time early in the season. It could be midway season until he's fully ready to go. So uh, we'll have to see how he does it in his recovery. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, as far as maybe Baker being trained to Pittsburgh, I think that'd be a blessing, uh, in, in a sense, because that there's no there there's no I know they signed Mitch Trubisky and that's the favorite to be the starter, but let's just say that that quarterback job is open for grabs. I mean, you got I mean we already know that Mason Rudolph is not going to be the starter. Yeah, we, yeah we've yeah, seen yeah, enough yeah. from him. We mm-hmm. already know what he is. Mm-hmm. But maybe with further development of Dwayne Haskins under Pittsburgh's, you know. Um, tenure that with Mike Tomlin that maybe he got good enough to maybe compete for that starting job you you sign Mitch Trubisky that's I think that's a really good you know under the radar type of signing for a team that needs a quarterback he's going to compete for that job who seems to be the favorite because he signed there and then also if if you were able to pull off a uh, you know 
obviously with a restructured contract, if Cleveland, you know, did that for him to lighten that cap number and they give up only one low pick to, to obtain yet another quarterback to compete with, I don't know. It, it could be a really good quarterback, you know, uh, competition there in Pittsburgh. Right, right. And then, you know, that's another thing that kind of t- goes in, in tail with what I had said earlier with the Carson Wentz move. It early happened early uh, before a lot of this other shuffling went down. And uh, Mitch Trubisky, that's what's funny, that some of the news that came out and they were acting like, oh, my goodness, Mitch Trubisky, what a great move and, and all this stuff. And I'm like, really? We're having this conversation about Mitch Trubisky? <laughs> it's crazy. It's like, whoa, he just went to Pittsburgh and now it's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, because brilliant, uh, uh, the, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers have been known to make a lot of different uh, uh, brilliant moves on and things. They're one of those standard uh you know, franchises that's been pretty stable and not having a losing record in, in a long time, you know, be able to, to make the right moves. Um, but again, the, the, when you get like a Baker Mayfield, this would work out too as well, even though they went and grabbed Mitch Trubisky early on, this move wouldn't kill you because again, the value is so low. So really now you still don't really have to give up a whole lot there. Uh, and you, what do you what you might be able to find something that you found early on in his career uh, that got everybody buzzed about Baker Mayfield and Paul Maddie says right here he's injured injury riddled yeah well then if you he gets injured again you've got some Mitch Trubisky right there too uh, uh, for me uh, I really like Mitch Trubisky too but but Baker Mayfield I think he has a, a more potential because um, we kind of see Mitch Trubisky of what he really was able to do, you know, as a starter for many years. We kind of know what he is. We do, but Pittsburgh doesn't know what he would be in their offense. Right. For me, I think by watching him play, I think you get him on the run, he throws better for some reason when he's bootlegging and running. Outside the pocket. When he's running. When he's in the pocket, he just seems like he doesn't catch his reads quick enough, and then the pressure's there, and, and he's either getting sacked or, or whatever. But if he's able to get out of the pocket and on the run, and he can make a lot of plays, and not only just with his legs, but that arm. I've seen him be able to get out there, and, and it's not like people are playing him like, like Patrick or Holmes out there, and they're like, oh, we got to key up because he might take off running. Maybe he has that little bit of, because he's he's done it before, but he's not that scary of, of enough weapon on his legs that people are afraid of that. But he just seems like his accuracy is even better. He sees it a little better uh, on that. Maybe it's because it cuts the field in half, which is better for him that way. But on the run, he's, he's better. So if they do something like uh, more bootlegs and stuff like that, get him moving, that would be better and be beneficial for the team altogether. I would say Mitch Trubisky, there's a reason why they signed him is because Mike Talman and the offensive coordinator with Pittsburgh now, uh, they want to they want a more mobile quarterback. They don't want Big Ben anymore. They don't want that kind of style. They want to be able to utilize those those, those option plays and those rollouts and, and, and attack defenses from different angles with their quarterback. So that's why they signed Mitch Trubisky. And Mitch Trubisky does have a hella set of wheels on him. Mm-hmm. He might not look like it, but he can run. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you remember in Chicago, before he lost his job because of injury, he went 5-0 and in the beginning of the season and was kind of tearing it up. So you, see, you have seen him be at his best. And, yes, he's also made his fair share of mistakes. But maybe with this new atmosphere in Pittsburgh, with, a, with an offense that's kind of catered to his style of play, he could really thrive in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And I would I would also entertain that that trade too. Maybe Pittsburgh brings in Baker for added competition and let, let the best man win. Mm-hmm. Uh, why not do that? I mean, yes, we all know Seattle still is lost and doesn't know what the hell they're doing. Uh, they still even have 
they still haven't decided on what what what, what quarterback they should target mm-hmm. uh, or if they're going to. Um, but in in the end, um, what can we say about this offseason is that it is definitely the wildest offseason I myself. I don't know about you, Jim. I think you agree. Um, definitely the wildest offseason I have ever watched. I have ever been involved in. So, uh, holy crap. Uh, a lot of trades, a lot of big names going, moving from team to teams. And uh, it doesn't seem like it's going to stop because there are still a, cu- a few big, big names that still have yet to sign and a lot of under-the-radar uh, under signings that still have to uh, you know, happen. Yeah, absolutely. We're keeping our finger on the pulse. We're watching it just like as you guys are. We're super excited. Um, again, remind you guys, if you guys haven't yet, uh, follow us on Twitter, FE underscore no. If you haven't jumped on, I know we as a new face for me here, Steven, he, he's, he's uh, engaged with us. We really appreciate you on Facebook as well, uh, yes, joining yes. us, everybody. And on YouTube, also subscribe and like the page there, too. We really appreciate you there. Uh, as well, football. Steven just no said show. real quick, uh, Mike Tomlin would end up punching Baker in the mouth. Yeah, right. Yeah, that would be <laughs> it, enter- entertaining. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be entertaining? I, I yeah. would love it. Like, oh, you, you get your cut. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So we, we really appreciate you guys out there. It's been a yes, hell of a yes. ride. And uh, we definitely, uh, you know, are looking forward to the rest of this season and how it plays out in, in the draft moving forward. Mike Tacky says, when people think about best draft ever, they think of 1983. When people think of best free agency ever this year has to be considered yeah it definitely uh, does yeah and it does it, it is crazy because every year again they're saying oh man this is gonna be exciting or this could be crazy mm-hmm. nothing has topped this and no. you know what i mean and you and it, it's multiple things it, it's the 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 shock that Devonte adams is not with the 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 the, <laughs> the green bay packers anymore uh the fact that Aaron Rodgers played this whole thing like I'm upset with you guys so much I'm just gonna leave I don't even need to play anymore and he stays. Uh, Tom Brady retiring, but then so like listen I didn't retire yet or whatever you guys keep saying I'm retired I say when I'm retiring then he does actually retire and then well, a couple of months later he comes out of retirement again <laughs> and then so on so on and everything that we saw today and everything Tyree killed the cheetah on the on the Dolphins. Oh, my goodness. So it's super exciting, and uh, we can't wait for the draft. Uh, we, we definitely appreciate everything you guys have done for us uh, to, throughout everything, and uh, we're wrapping up the show right now. We, we appreciate it, and you guys, we will see you guys next time. Join us next week from 8 till 10 Wednesday night for more Football on the Know with Jim and Joe.